Um, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us once again for another trip to Nintendo Land, um, Irrational Passions, Nintendo-focused podcast over here uh, in the podcast verse, as I like to call it. The, po- the podverse. The podverse. That is correct. <laughs> I'm joined as always by my uh, my Bowser Junior, forever and always, Alex O'Neill. Yes! Alex O'Neill. Yeah. Hello, Alex. How you doing? Hi, Mike. I'm great now after that intro. Now it'll be like <laughs> sunshine where we like awkwardly talk to each other at the end. Is, I yeah, know yeah. Peach really isn't my mama. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, oh, no. Really good. <laughs> oh, no. I, was, I haven't seen that cutscene in like 10 years. I was just kind of spitballing it, but I'm just going to believe and it. Then, was good. And then as Bowser, I'll just I'll have like five lines to say to you over and over again. <laughs> oh, no. Mario. Oh, no. Mario. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um but yeah we got we got that going on and we have uh some fun stuff to talk about uh with our special guest here mr mike Toundro from six one indie hey mike how you doing hey guys i'm good how are you thanks for uh, having me on pleasure to see both your beautiful faces again Mm-hmm. it's been yeah, a very long time it's, it's been a while i was like pack i think we saw each other at pax 45 years final, ago yeah the 400 final convention yeah the, the, fi- final, the last final one convention. That, yeah. that is right uh, Some would say we caused this pandemic. Oh no! Yeah, with PAX. Yeah, it was. It was it. It was the just like broke out everywhere. Yeah, it was they, the uh, the 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 center, the epicenter. That's right. They gave IP a panel, so the world had to end after that. It was like all right, <laughs> we let, can't do this anymore. Yeah, the world ended because the world ended. Uh, we finally got a PAX online panel. That was there you go. Hey, nice. <laughs> It all works out. Now we just now we just now we just live on the internet, and then it's gonna go it's gonna go into the next step where we're just all digitally sucked in. We all live. In the yeah, computer. we gotta upload our Sucks. brain cells like Digimon. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's what happens to that show. I think uh, close I'll enough. It's Tron, but Digimon works. Yeah, so. as you have to say, Tron is probably the better the better comparison. Um, read a boy. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, we got some uh, fun stuff to talk about on this episode. Uh, we have Mike here because we the uh, Nintendo showed a big indie world, like a Nintendo Direct, like a mini Direct, where they showed a bunch of indie games. Uh, so that'll be fun to talk about. We also uh, probably have like our most concrete evidence of Switch Pro happening. Uh, we got a bunch of Bloomberg articles that literally posted like a day after the last episode. That's usually how it goes with this with this show. Since we do it monthly, it's always like, hey, here, we're going to get it out. And then like a day later, it's like they just drop a bunch of news on us. So it's like, oh, oh, well, uh, but just yeah, we'll to talk about next time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we we just we just were like, uh, what is it? Chipmunks. And we just stuff it all in. And then so we can talk about it all later. Uh, yep, and then the other thing, apparently E3 is actually happening, which I still don't believe in some uh, capacity. And Nintendo's confirmed to be there, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, so yeah, we'll see what what uh, goes on there. Um, and then like a bunch of video games also came out on the Switch, like uh, Monster Hunter and Bravely Default, and some other some other. And uh, I guess I should say Bound Wonder World. <laughs> but, <laughs> I uh, guess you could if you say yeah. choose. <laughs> Yeah, no, nothing oh, about oh, those oh, other oh, good okay. games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, let's just let's just get into it here and start with this indie world that just happened a few days ago. Um, and yeah, I, I always like these uh, little presentations by Nintendo just because like they go out of their way to get like a bunch of smaller developers and actually get their faces like presenting the games to us and like having them kind of talk more directly to like fans and just like since it's a nintendo like they have like a bigger platform to like talk to uh like people who are playing games on switch so i think that's like a cool 
uh, thing for them to do. And I always like that. That's like number one thing I like about Indie World is like, like over overall, they for this little presentation, they had like developers from South America and like South Korea and, you know, all over the place. And it was it was cool. Um, it's it's been really interesting because obviously we've been in quarantine now for uh, 13 months, which equates to about 26 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, a lot of we've seen a lot of these kinds of presentations, whether they be like indie or big or not, and the the refinement and the approach, and obviously Nintendo's, I feel like, been doing them for longer too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been cool to see them kind of refine the the indie world showcase specifically because like it was nin- nindies for a while um and then it became nintendo indie world and a lot of that felt you know pretty much the same but now over the last couple ones they've really changed it with like these like little preamble things where you we see developers i i, I don't remember if the last one had them like talking in different languages i feel like it might have but like um yeah but there was definitely a lot more of that here um, which was cool. It felt way more like a world showcase of like we're partnering with you know small teams literally around the world uh, right. in a way that the others haven't like quite made it there. And it's just like they they do the they show the game, they show the people, and then they show the game again with context, right? And I I feel like they they've really figured out how to do this where like the impact of the team and the impact of the game are both you know, present. Um, and it's cool. I, I feel like that this was regardless of like how you felt about the games. I, I saw a lot of cool stuff in there, but I thought it, it felt like a really heartfelt show, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, with everything Alex just said, I love that this felt like the most quote unquote world show that we got. It was a very international show and both for quality of games and pacing and presentation. I think this was Nintendo's, strongest show in a very long time i think this totally mm-hmm. is such like a night and day difference between the the last main direct that was yeah. you know that showed uh mario golf and whatever else because i can't even really remember <laughs> right yeah <laughs> no but just like yeah quality of games themselves and just like pacing and just breadth of games shown I, I i was thoroughly impressed and there was not maybe there was like one game on here that i was not interested in other than that like i want to mm-hmm. play every single one of these games yeah yeah, 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 it's it's. I really liked it. I, I I pulled a handful of stuff here, but I'm sure I'll, I'll let you go. We can go around the the circle here, and uh, you guys can shout out stuff that really sp- like spoke to you. Uh, but I, I'll start here. Like Annapurna had like a like a squad of games here. They showed uh, the one they were called Last Stop and Hindsight. The, immediately they kind of blended together for me, but I know like Last Stop seemed kind of cool because it was like it seemed like kind of like a more narrative kind of sci-fi game, whereas like these different people were like all like living there, like all having these kind of like supernatural things happening, happening to them. But then that where was, they were saying it was kind of going to interconnect them in some way. Uh, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Last stop was shown at the Xbox showcase um, mm-hmm. earlier last month, which I guess in comparison to indie world, the Xbox showcase was literally four hours long. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like it was way too much talking where like, I love hearing from developers and stuff, but like Nintendo really nailed it here where, as Alex said, gameplay, a little bit of snippet, more context. It's perfect. Right. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Xbox where they had the host live reacting to what they just saw. It's like, uh, come on. Anyways. Right. Uh, they did show a very extended gameplay demo of Last Stop. Um, okay, cool. And I think that demo did 
a big disservice to that game. Oh, uh, it, it just seems bummer. it seems like it was not totally ready to be shown. Um, just some of the like some of the production stuff, it was like a little shaky, which is totally fine. Um, but a lot of the writing and dialogue and just like kind of delivery felt off. Um, their previous game, Virginia. I played. Uh, it was very, it's very similar. They to did Virginia. They did okay, Virginia, I've played Virginia. Twin mm. Peaksy kind of detective game. I do right. not like Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> it did not work for me. So like, yes. right. yeah, I've heard, I heard of it, but I, like, I didn't get to it. Yeah, like I like the idea of Last Stop, but I, I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. Like yeah, Virginia, that, like, Virginia's like gimmick is like there's no spoken dialogue. Period. The entire game, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's all just you. You kind of have to figure it out through context. Um, and there's not a lot of context. There's not a lot of context. Um, gotcha. So it, okay. it, it, when I like looked up what was going on in Virginia afterwards, or like you know interpreted because it's obviously very much left to interpretation. I was just like, all right, <laughs> I'm not, I'm good actually. Gotcha. Um, so so something a little <laughs> bit more strict because I like weird shit. Like in yeah. Virginia, Virginia yeah. goes super weird, um, and I I wanted to like it, but I think if if last stop is a little bit more straightforward that that i I might enjoy a little bit more with the context i saw it seemed more straightforward it just like i I think just some of the like writing and production needs to get tightened up a little bit before release Um, yeah yeah gotcha with annapurna's backing i mean i i kind of i always say like annapurna and devolver are the two best game develop uh game publishers out there yeah period totally um so i think with annapurna's backing it could have a better chance than uh virginia did yeah yeah, that's always that's that's always the thing when you when you see Annapurna flash before a game show, it's like okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Looking forward yeah. to see. I'm curious what this is already. Um, yeah. So so those are cool. They were kind of like some of the early ones shown. I think a big one in there. Uh, I would be. I feel like Quentin Hoffman would like break into my house during, <laughs> during this mention. recording if we didn't mention that they announced a new Ali Ali game, Ali Ali World. Dude, yeah, and that looks, I that looks screamed during my live react. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I. Yo, the Ali Ali games are some of the best skateboarding games in the past like, like decade. They're yeah. so good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, haven't, and, I haven't touched them, but this one this one looked like impre- like it, it got me like interested where I feel like those initial games were like, here's like a cool like kind of side scrolling thing where yeah. this feels like all right, we're expanding this to like like a, a much more in-depth game where you're like going around different routes and you're like talking to characters and taking quests and stuff. And I, even that yeah. was like, wow, that's like in like a big leap. Um Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Ali Ali One and Two on Switch. I, th- I think it's called Ali Ali Switch Stance. I think it's currently three bucks on yeah. the eShop nice. during the Indie World sale. So please, if this is up, I, you know, if this is uh, if it's still on sale by the time this episode publishes, yeah, yeah, yeah. check yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It, it like I Ali Ali is one of those indie games that I, I didn't expect to see come back in any way. So same. Right. Uh, and obviously Quinn Quinn talks about it all the time. It's his favorite skateboarding game. And it's also like I know Ali Ali Two is like big on Vita, which gives you a perspective oh, yeah. of how long ago <laughs> it came out. Um so it is cool mm. to see it obviously come to Vita Two, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, basically yeah, basically that, yeah. Um so. yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And yeah, I I, just, I like the look of that game, so maybe even I'll it'll get it'll get somebody like me uh who is not like really into those initial games. So it's cool that it might reach like a bigger audience this time. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later or reference it later, but uh, it kind of looks like Sonic a little bit also, which I'm super into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, could, I could see that. Yeah, just like totally. some of like the alternate paths of like, I don't know, it looks like very Green Hill zoney or Chemical Plant zoney uh, in points where you kind of like choose your own 
path of where you want to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come into that. Give me, give me more good Sonic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> pray, pray the for real, the real, the real Sonic. The real Sonic is here, and he has a skateboard now. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we need. What's exactly. cooler than that? Exactly. Um, Black headshot with a with a, and a, and a, and a yeah and a gun exactly and a gun. <laughs> I did tell Kelsey He's the here. other day that um, our first child is going to be named Chow Shadow Tundra. I'm very <laughs> nice. I well, that a, a and great she, reaction from it, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll work on it. Yeah, yeah work on it. She was yeah, like, yeah. she was like, yeah, okay, and then just kind of walked away and just like, oh, yeah. try it next time. Um, after that, uh, well, I don't know if it was right after that, but I think they they gave us another update and confirmed that Shredder's Revenge, that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, is also going to be on Switch. Because I don't think they like when they first showed that game, they didn't really give like uh, like platforms, platforms. so, yeah, so it was just kind of like a nebulous like it'll probably be everywhere, but we don't really yeah. know. And so it's nice to, for them to be like, yes, it'll be on Switch. Of course, the, cause this is like the obvious, like a very obvious console for this game to be on, and it should be on. Uh, and that's awesome. It looks um, so good. It, it looks still so looks. Good. It still looks really amazing. Yeah, tribute is the perfect team for it. I mean, yeah, like Mercenary yeah. Kings and Flint Hook. Oh my god. Yeah, the yeah. art is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, the sprite work looks really great, and, and like it, it looks because it, the thing I think I really appreciate it too is like just like from those trailers, you can immediately tell like they're they're evo- they're evoking that, but they're also like modernizing it and making it like a newer game. And like, because you can see like they were like the turtles were using like special abilities and like attacks like while in while like doing their normal combos and stuff. That means they're gonna have like new abilities and stuff they can learn, which I think is yeah. really cool and like differentiates them even more. Maybe co-op uh, from like too. gameplay. Yeah, oh. totally. And it, it definitely like. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, sorry. Something I noticed with this trailer also, it, they kind of like they're capturing the weird '90s beat 'em up humor. Like there's that moment yeah. where they go into the office and there's a Foot Clan soldier just like typing away at a computer, yeah, typing on a... like shocked. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah, dude, you guys just get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's also, there's a lot of stuff like that. I loved it. That initial trailer um, that came out, but bef- after the last episode of this, we recorded. Um, so it was very exciting for all of us on Twitter that day. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely got the vibe that like there's gonna be unlockable characters as well, like uh, yeah. Master Roshi and all that. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, or Splinter. I don't know why I said Master Roshi. I mean, Master, uh, who knows? Master Roshi, yo, Master Roshi just rolls up. Yeah, yeah this is here. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so I, I just that game seems like poised to be similar to like Scott Pilgrim, where it's like the people that like yeah. this genre are really gonna fall in love yeah. with this game. It's it's a game. It's a game for the real ones. For the real yes, for the real ones. <laughs> for the beat 'em up fans. That's and that's cool. Like I even I yeah, I'm stoked for that game. I don't think they said a date on there yet just yet, but you know. I wait for I think that it's, game. I think it is this year. I did the yeah. initial trailer had said that, but you know, let's hope. Take your time. Let it cook. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll play that when it gets here, when it's ready. Yeah. For sure. Um, after that, uh, we had we had one. They had like a big reveal towards the end of it, but let's do, I'll, yeah. I'll do a quick uh, couple of shout outs here. Um, I, I, I always love when they get some shadow drops in there. You know, you got to yeah. always get those in there. Uh, and they got some cool ones like Fez is finally coming to Switch. I was like, that was like a, like a weird deep one because it's. I feel like it's been years since that game has been like relevant. And they I, were yeah. just like, you just... know, it was not on Switch. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Like, yeah, yeah. Lot, we had that same like, reaction. Quinn and I had that same reaction in Slack of like, I thought this came out on Switch like in yeah. 2016 or something right. <laughs> or 2017. Yeah. Um, 
what's great here shout out to the fam george cruz alvarez had a big part in this apparently him and yeah uh, he did nick uh nick verge made the the new trailer for fez which is awesome nice. they're both from uh pop agenda obviously george used to be a part of ip uh, yeah so we're going to shout him out every time we get the chance so yeah that's awesome. I, th- that that's very heartwarming to me because i know he really loved that game so um i just think that's cool yeah that's i don't pretty, i don't get cool. to brag about my my kids enough so you know i got to <laughs> yeah you're just stuck here on a nintendo podcast with me <laughs> no i'm proud of my son here too even though he's older than me it doesn't work like that <laughs> I don't know how it works either. Uh, but anyway, uh, the other the other game, which I'm actually super curious about, I downloaded this, but I've not uh, started playing it. It's called The Longing. Um, yeah, I'm very curious about The yeah. Longing as well. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know if I want to play this game for 400 days. Yeah, it's it seems it seems super interesting. Um, and I think it, it actually was on PC. It might have been on PC before this. Uh, but now it's on Switch. I think that's why it's also like some people talking about it. But yeah, like, like you said, kind of the the premise of it is like it's kind of like a kind of like a like an adventure adventure game. But basically, like, you're like this little like shadow creature guy who's like a servant to this underground king. And like you're basically have to like you have to like hold down this place until he returns. And so like there's multiple ways it can play out. But there's uh, like Mike said, there's a real like time timer for 400 days in the game so you could just let it idle and for 400 days and then the game will like finish itself and like you'll you'll get like an ending for for that but there are also like things you can do in game to like speed that timer up and like do certain things like apparently i was reading like you can read the entirety of moby dick the book like in the game, like that's like a thing, like the whole entire book All is right. in there and you can just like, there's like a scene of like the dude sitting down to chair next to a big bookcase and he's just like reading a book and you can read all of it and like there's a whole just bunch it, of like weird stuff like that in the game of like you can just like hang out here for, and like it'll just waste a bunch of time and i love the idea of like bizarre the, and i want to see what, what's going on with that i love the idea of like the little guy like reading on a chair and then like two 120 days pass in real time because moby dick is a terrible long book and then he closes <laughs> it and he stands up and he's like call me ishmael and that's how the game ends that's like one of the endings <laughs> that would be that would, that would be pretty. Funny. That would be a ten out of ten Easter yeah. egg. Is all it's all. Yeah, time. yeah, and it's just like really interesting because it's like all like hand drawn art as well. Like the yeah, the, really the style the style of it looked really cool. So I'm I'm curious. We'll we'll probably uh, do have like a few points or like a video on that on the on the on our YouTube channel. Uh, if that's yeah, what you're watching uh, this, please supply with with uh, four hundred straight daily updates, please. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Actually, here's to clarify. I don't want to play any game for 400 days straight. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 no fair. That. <laughs> All right. Here's here's episode 236. I'm on page 80 of Moby Dick. <laughs> Moby Dick. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's, let's let's go. Uh, please like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't posted in a while. Uh, I know it's been a few weeks since I posted a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> every every YouTube video starts with <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been I've been I, I I wanted to take a break for these ten ten in game days and the longing. Um sorry. It's, thanks it's thanks for my all name. my thank, yeah, th- <laughs> thanks for all my biggest fans for powering for through sticking with me. Sticking you know? with me. <laughs> um a, another another weird game. Um but mostly this game uh this is called There Is No Game. And honestly, I heard most of this uh, about this game from Vinny uh, Caravella, or Vinny Caravella from uh, Giant Bomb. 
because uh, he, he already he had already he's already played like he played with his kids and he was talking about it on some of the giant beast cast a bunch because it's it was on steam mm. um and he was telling like and it sounds actually like like a really interesting game too because it's like basically like you're like it's like a, it's kind of like a point and click adventure game but it's also like a whole bunch of other games like melded into one because like the whole premise is like you're talking like you're basically like the game itself is like this robot or ai and it's trying to say like hey you're not playing a game there is there is no game you're not here and you're just like po- poking poking at it and like doing weird things and then like it'll shift to different things where it's like at one point it is like a old school point and click adventure game where you're like moving a character around and then there's like a you know a top-down zelda's sequence and there's like another part in it and it's just this oh and it just gets like more and more ridiculous as this robot's like there's no game why do you keep doing this stop like that's kind of the whole i definitely want to play this one and it gets uh, and i heard it gets it gets pretty weird by the end um um, but yeah that's on switch now as well but yeah it's on it's on steam on pc as well um so that's pretty cool um they all yeah look pretty cool um we'll definitely maybe do some few points checking this yeah, out yeah that that one gave me like warrior vibes in a big way yeah which is very yeah cool. i could see yeah totally um but other than that i'll i'll open the floor to you guys I'll start with you mike uh were there any games that you saw in here that you wanted to shout out that you thought looked uh, particularly cool yeah i wrote four more down that like okay. really stood out to me um the first one's aztec forgotten gods this beautiful looking 3d action platformer i guess where yeah you know, it's like all based on aztec uh mythology i guess that's the right word and just looks like a rad as hell like yeah action game yeah, yeah. Cool. it looks it, sort of like prince of persia yeah times. yeah like i could see like it's like a sort of cell shady kind of yeah going on i can kind of see that um and uh you know putting an h after the word aztec is just the coolest freaking thing in the world yeah because yeah because it's like yeah it's kind of like the weird i don't, like, don't want to say cyberpunk but it's like it's like as as tech as but it's like aztec but it's like future technology like mixed in which is yeah, cool, which cool. Aztec stuff. yeah it's just cool um yeah um, it also gave me weird asura's wrath vibes yes <laughs> if you, which is you always know, a you know, plus if you're familiar with that game yeah which is <laughs> yeah. always a plus but yeah totally um, I wrote down Beast of Maravilla Islands, um, yes. mainly because this looks like Pokemon Snap. Yeah, and I'm, I'm all about more Pokemon Snap clones. Totally. Yeah, that that game looked very cute. I, I'm down to. I'm, I want to check that out too. Yeah, just roam around the island, taking pictures of little creatures, little boys and lads. Let's go. Yeah, all about it. Um, another one that I've it was one of my game of the years last year. Uh, I was pretty obsessed with it. Uh, Art of Rally finally coming to consoles. Mm-hmm. Art of Rally is a really really great. Um, racing sim that is hyper stylized like sort of like low poly cell shaded e in a way um man it's like one of the best race it's like up there with like the force of series for me as far as like racing mechanics go and actually actually actual driving mechanics feels great looks beautiful it's super chill it's kind of like like most racing sims it's kind of frustrating at first to get the hang of things a little bit because you don't realize how realistic things are going to be especially with a game that looks more like an arcadey top-down racing game uh, mm-hmm. But man, Art Rally is something that everybody should keep an eye on. If you have any interest in racing and stuff, it's really, really cool. Nice. Um, and the last one, and I, I feel like this is, I feel like this is a big deal. And I'm shocked that it was like just thrown away in a montage. Does not does people do people not care about a House of the Dead remake? I feel like it's a huge <laughs> deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, th- I think the I think the problem with it is is like uh, it's, uh, I think it's just like a, a, maybe they're the crowd they were trying to speak to. Maybe I don't know because it's like 
it's like it's like that's like an old arcade game right that's like the one i'm thinking of because there's also like a lot of other games that i feel like evoke that because i also thought of like i also thought of typing of the dead even though it's not that but it's house of the dead it's the arcade game and now it's being remade light gun game yeah exactly yeah. and I, th- I think that like it might speak to people like our age who who were like going to arcades or being able to step in foot in foot into an actual arcade and play those but i feel like there's also like i think we're old enough now where there's some people who just like don't even don't yeah. even know yeah and it's My brother Brady, unfortunate. wherever he was was super excited because he loves house of the dead yeah Dude, house of the dead rules mm-hmm. yeah. not a bad film uh <laughs> no <I> remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh the one i want to shout out uh getsufumaden uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. undying moon which is a konami game yeah it's weird uh, yeah, it's a indie developer yeah i think it's <laughs> our konami publisher game. whoever konami developed i mean i don't have a, know, there was a developer credited as well i can't I'll yeah i don't have it here so uh yeah it it's cool i mean like it's one of those things honestly like the konami name has you more concerned than it does excited but uh it's like a hack and slash uh roguelite which seemed cool yeah. it's a cool art style they didn't show much of it but yeah so so um, another interesting thing with that one actually i'll call it out is so that's coming to i think it's coming to switch next year but it's like i think mm-hmm. like a next it's relatively soon it's going into early access on steam so it's kind of it's kind of weird that like they revealed it in this in this in this uh in this uh tray in this uh direct but they but they they were showed like a release date i was like here it comes and then like i saw later like nibel tweeting and it's like yeah this is like in early act it's gonna go into early access on steam in like a few weeks and then the full full release is when it'll come to all consoles and stuff like next year just like Uh well it's interesting it looks like the developer is guru guru mm. okay uh, i've not heard of guru guru familiar with yeah i'm yeah. not familiar either yeah, could be that. like a small team konami just kind of pulled under yeah their wing um also shout out to skull the hero slayer yeah, yeah skull uh, hero slayer we've done yeah. a viewpoints on yeah we have um, a viewpoints because that's an yeah because they also alongside that because that uh went 1.0 it was an early access and then went 1.0 earlier this year on steam and then they like alongside this announcement like on their like they have like a like a big blog not like a, like uh, on steam they have like a bunch of like developer pages where they can post like game blogs and stuff and they put like a whole roadmap of stuff that sounded really cool and that was in the roadmap was hey it's coming to in the summer it'll be on switch and ps4 and xbox and stuff like that so yeah yeah should definitely if you like roguelikes and those kind of games it's like a side scrolling hack and slash one where you're a little skull like a little like skeleton dude and you it's it's like an inverse where like you're actually trying to save the demon king and and he was captured by a bunch of like heroes and the heroes are actually kind of like portrayed as like the bad dudes and you're basically running around and getting different skulls and you can swap this your skulls out and get different abilities like uh the, very like kirby-esque but yeah. in a, in a, with a very different take on it yeah a little yeah a little bit more more hardcore i would say in like a roguelite way yeah uh, yeah yeah but it's it it's was, cool it's, yeah it's, it's very fun i'm definitely now that i see they have like a whole roadmap of even more post-launch 1.0 stuff i'm definitely gonna That's keep great. checking checking in with that game that sounds great uh um, last one for me is just the, the big the big yeah, one at the end that's right yeah that they ended with one more thing and it's a sequel to oxen free um 
Yeah, no, right. Uh, also, also, I have to, I have to make the joke they, in, that in this indie world, I can't believe they made sequels to Ali Ali and Oxenfree and the same thing. That's from Ali Ali to Oxenfree <laughs> is right. the, the subject from line Ali of the Oxenfree. press release. Yeah, it's very good. Here's it's here's good. the indie here's the indies we showed you. Yeah, Oxenfree Two Lost Signal is the the full name, and like I I I pl- so Oxenfree is one of those games I remember playing. I think it was like an early like Game Pass or like super on sale on Steam kind of thing, and like I remember playing it like one Sunday afternoon, like all the way through, like right around when it came out, and I honestly like, can't remember much, but I remember it's like it's like you know it's that typical like kind of eighties like kids are found this crazy sci fi stuff going on and they're trying to figure out the mysteries, and I remember like the basic gist, but I do not remember like the specifics. It's just yeah. like. It is it is such a well-crafted adventure game in that it walks the line of being like a kind of straightforward adventure game with it, it, it's got cool approaches to puzzles because like in a lot of ways it's just kind of platforming like walking back and forth not even really a lot of jumping just every now and again um, and a lot of it is just like driven by the conversations that you have with the other characters um, and you know they're all teens and like you've got a lot of great tropes of like the kind of like popular bully girl and uh, the best friend who probably has a crush on you. And, uh, and you know, the main character is going through this, this very difficult time of like having lost her brother and, and kind of dealing with that. And the way Mm -hmm. that it takes the consequences of your actions and can like warp the story around it is super, super cool. And I like, it's just like one of the coolest vibes in a video game it's hard to to really capture it like the game is is a 2d art artistic you know like hand-drawn or or, uh 3d animated game that looks 2d uh but it is terrifying and really creepy and it's it's not really like jump scares or anything it's just like you you feel the kind of dread of what it feels like to be in these environments and to to have these kind of spooky things happen around you yeah uh and it did that just so so well Mm -hmm. um they these guys uh went on to make uh the what i i can't remember the name after of party. it after party yes right also uh, um next stop nowhere was their game after after party it's a uh apple arcade game um so yeah i i, I know after party had a little bit more of a, a mixed response um so i it makes sense that they would kind of go back to the oxen free well and see what else to say there but like the just the the thought of like there being more vibes like that game again is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Alex nailed everything I want to say about it, except also one of the best soundtracks or any yes. scores of the past, like of the last generation. Scientific, okay. Freaking rules. Um, yeah, I Oxford was one of my favorite games of the last generation. I, it's a game I did not ever expect a sequel out of because it sort of definitively ends in a way, depending on the ending that you get. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited to go back into this world and they described it as going back to the island. Ed- I think it's Edwards Island uh, five years after the events of the first one. And you can see that in the trailer, like everything's all run down and weird and there's creepy dudes with masks and stuff. And I can't wait. Yeah, cool. I'm super stoked. Never yeah. before has an obtuse triangle ever been so scary. I'll tell you what. <laughs> there there was a red big red static boys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, some big red triangles in that trailer. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. spooky 
it's like it's um, uh, the darkness is here all over again <laughs> kind of honestly <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that was that was uh the overall i think overall pretty much everything they had in the indie world more or less um pretty pretty good showing once again i think we said at the top like it was cool just seeing like they have they had like a breath of games um some stuff was kind of more just updates on games we'd already seen before this which is cool um and then you know some cool surprises like oxen Free 2 and ali ali world um yeah uh good good showing i know there's uh, as always there's always the the people back and going silk song yeah but me. you know yeah. hey, someday. <laughs> i mean at this point i said it during our live react analysis thing at this point silk song is e3 that's like a major direct right. kind of thing that's along with totally you know, i'm just gonna use this as an example metroid bayonetta stuff like that if we even get that this year there's also yeah. The, yeah. the potential at this point i don't know if silk song is actually 2021 yeah i mean yeah. that game is it, the totally. type of thing is like when we hear about it next is going to be the day it comes out and that's yeah fine. i agree i i, I, so, I agree with Hollow that Knight as well was. yeah so Shadow dropped at e3 for nintendo that, that's like the the thing is like and, and it's a dangerous expectation because they might you know all Night was big enough that they certainly have deserved a couple months at least of like promoting yeah. this and building up to mm-hmm. it so if they say like hey we're coming out in two months or whatever i just feel like when we see it it will be at least close to when that game is coming out yeah um so every time you don't see it it's not like i'm not crying over here again let it cook take your time um but and we'll it's plus there. we're talking about literally two people are making this game <laughs> um and one like musician doing the music so like uh yeah it, it's it's just i'm always hoping for it you know it's it's i'm always getting yeah. giddy for hollow Seeing knight that. Seeing that. it's part of the uh it's part of the big three hollow knight uh, uh sports story and axiom bridge 2 when they yeah. come they come cool. yeah it's true it's true yeah, I think he's, and I think it's a good segue because, like you said, E3 is probably a good time we might see some of that stuff, and that's because E3 is actually happening this year. What in the world? Uh, we never, we never thought we'd see the day, uh, <laughs> but um, I, I, I got the the E3 page here. I'm gonna open it up and read a little bit of what they they themselves said. Uh, E3 2021, game on. The video game industry showcase returns virtually in 2021 with confirmed partners, Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, uh, Konami, Ubisoft. Konami's there. They're going to show more of that. Show up, dude. Yeah, they're there. They're they're back, I guess, into video games. You heard of Pro Evolution Soccer? Uh, We got that. (laughs) It's back. Pachinko machines, we got them. What was their rock band knockoff? Oh God! I do remember it, but Um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember the name of it. I just remember the the drums with like the star-shaped buttons that made me fucking furious every time I looked at them. God, yeah, that sounds miserable. But yeah, (laughs) um, Nintendo is now confirmed uh, to be a presence there. I I didn't grab it, but I know like uh, Doug Bowser himself like quote tweeted and said like we're happy to be a part of this showcase. See it see you then and we're gonna have a bunch of stuff and it's like pretty much confirms like yeah that's that's probably when our next nintendo direct is gonna be there probably won't be too much before then because it is like the it's like only like like two months away two months away yeah which is like weird to think about um i think i think uh we'll just do some general thoughts here but me and alex already talked about uh when we get a little closer brace yourselves because we're gonna be doing a betting special get some bets we're, yes. gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna make some bets for each other we're gonna get maybe maybe a another secret person to make some bets for us con- collectively and we will also make some 
uh, whoever comes out as the winner and loser, we will make maybe we'll make some stipulations of things we have to make the loser uh, do. Ooh, yeah, like a game they have to play or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that'll so that'll happen. Probably we'll, we'll probably that'll probably be like next episode. Uh, we'll we'll put, we'll put get cash on the line, you cowards. Come on. <laughs> I I think <laughs> we're both too broke yeah, for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're we're too we poor for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Th- I'll, I'll get a couple of pennies up there. Exactly. Put my unemployment on one. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, give you the these the, government the game, checks. The game was Rock Revolution. Into- Rock Revolution. Oh, Rock Revolution. Okay, I I couldn't yeah. remember that name, but yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm sure that was uh, huge a, hit. A huge, huge hit. hit. That's right. Um, Maybe it will be shown in 2021. Maybe exactly. Rock Revolution Two on uh, Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch only. Here comes. Yep. And Stadia. And Stadia. <laughs> Where do I plug all these USB cables yeah. into? It's into, the cloud. In, into the cloud. <laughs> power. The power of the cloud. They can be the instruments. It's amazing. Um, what uh, is the, the big the big E3 thing here? I, okay. I and it deals with our next story. Is E3 when they would talk about this this new Switch model? I, I think th- that's I, that's a good question. I, I think they replicate what they did with the OG Switch, where they show off a two minute trailer on a random ass Wednesday, one day, and then we get a deep dive during E3. Yeah. Yeah. Just get some hype for even like a separate like system deep dive, like, uh, I don't know, like the following in the following weeks or whatever. But maybe I think E3 is going to be mostly just games unless they dedicate Treehouse to like deep dive into the system. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a very strong possibility that we don't see it at E3 also. Um, just mm-hmm. because <clears throat> Nintendo is definitely like, you know, like the Switch Lite, I don't think was announced d- during an E3 or anything like that. No, I think they like to that. announce hardware on their own timetable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've obviously seen like big hardware reveals at E3, like the Wii U is is the one I'm thinking of uh, specifically. And, you know, we've had the NX was teased at E3, but that eventually had its own thing in in january you know of all of all times so i think you're new me let's go yeah exactly uh i think there there's a good possibility that we just see games there um i think what it depends on is how tied to the this new oled switch model like a new round of video games are like we've talked about breath of the wild 2 or or you know bayonetta 3 like these games being tied to a switch pro just in there like hey it's gonna look and play best on this um but yeah no i don't know what do you guys think um yeah yeah for sure i think like i think personally i think they will the, they'll maybe I kind of agree with what Mike uh, Mike said of like they'll kind of do like an initial kind of like two minute trailer reveal of like hey here's some people out, outside for whatever reason I don't they probably shouldn't be outside still like planes planes playing switch uh you know and like you know hooking like taking their switches out of the dock but it's you know going in and it's like whoa it's on a 4K TV look at that it looks better or like whoa this one has like a bigger screen size um like kind of showing off those the features they've talked about so far um but and then what they'll they'll do like some teases and then at e3 will be like a more like here's here's here are the games are gonna take uh like uh uh um blanket on the words but like basically take uh the control or take the 
the power that this new console will updated console will have and like put it to use sure um, yeah. whether those games are this year i i, I don't know what I, I it's 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 hard to say because you look at nintendo's like lineup and there is like they actually do at we do know like a decent amount of stuff coming after this because like uh, we have pokemon snap in april well, that'll be out by the time but then uh june yeah, the there's a games. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a I know there's a game in June. Mario Golf is June. That's it. Mario Golf is in June. Uh, Skyward Sword HD is July, and then yeah, Pokemon, uh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes will probably be their winter or fall game, their big winter fall game. Oh, and there's No More Heroes in August. No More Heroes Three is August. Right. So like that's they already have like a pretty decent amount of like bigger like uh, games there. So I don't know much else what they'll uh, fit in there. I, f- I feel like we might get one thing, like one big kind of surprise. And that'll be kind of like the game that'll kind of sort of maybe come alongside the switch pro to like kind of show that off more that, and that'll also market maybe towards like people like us. Cause I think ultimately like that's who the, who the switch pro is going to try and attract are like the people who are already way into games and are not necessarily people who are like looking to buy their first Nintendo switch. Like maybe they're trying to like upsell the people that are like, Oh, you just bought next. You were, you were the dummies who like bought it on next gen consoles already. Mm-hmm. You're sure you're definitely going to want to like a switch that does that maybe makes breath of the wild, even the original one run at like 60 frames per second or, you know, doing, doing these upscales on these older games that well, make them already run better. There was that story that came out that the switch pro is supposedly not going to uh, affect old games that much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. So that also. So it seems like it's just going to be games going forward. So yeah, like Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta, so right. on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting, which I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. So that's, it's, that's I mean, it's the most Nintendo hear. way to do it. But yeah, like, it is. Absolutely, it yeah, is. And then, I mean, hopefully they, I don't know, like patch Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. I don't believe that they will. If they do, yeah. they'll just, you know, they'll repackage it with like the season pass or whatever and sell it again with right. pro upgrades. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else they would have to show at E3. I mean, I being on a Nintendo show, I'd re- be remiss to not put out my hopes and dreams out on the line and say, like, hey, maybe Star Fox Grand Prix. Who knows? Hey, <laughs> um, where the fuck is that game? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's a chance in hell we see Metroid Prime 4. I would yeah, love it. No. I maybe Bayonetta wherever the hell that is and yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure Breath of the Wild 2 is at this point not this year I'm sure they would love to launch it with the Switch Pro just yeah. kind of reflect what they did last time but mm-hmm. I don't know man I, I feel like the next time we're going to see Breath of the Wild 2 is uh, at Game Awards yeah, yeah it's possible reason. yeah totally and speaking of Zelda I mean there's the whole like are they going to do anything else for Zelda's anniversary like are we getting Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on Switch like again, those are just more ports, and it is, is going to be just like a year of ports and remakes. But as Nintendo fans, as the suckers who are going to buy the Switch Pro, we'd be very happy with that. Yeah, right, totally. I think, like, especially out of what you were saying, Mike, like uh, Mike Burgess, uh, the uh, <laughs> they they do love to have like a, a tentpole title per month. Uh, that's kind of been their approach to the Switch since it came mm-hmm. out, and that's kept it going. Like, it's done a great job of of keeping momentum for them. Um, and it gives opportunities for stuff like Astral Chain and uh, Mario Golf to like carry a month, right? Like, right, it, yeah. it it kind of forces their their platform audience to engage with the games that they want them to, um, and it's given. We've seen that result in a lot of games getting a second life in a way that they never have before, like Animal Crossing or uh, uh, Mario Kart Eight 
good lord. Um, yep. Stop so I, that game so we get nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just that's, that's, that's where we're at. It's pretty much. But please, like, you know, you know, a new Mario Kart uh, obviously is a yeah. possible thing, and and that would make a lot of sense for a, a new Switch platform as well. Um, but also, uh, like a, the the long rumored two D Metroid game. Yeah. Uh, could easily fill like a mm-hmm. September slot, and then yeah. you know if November is Pokemon, October could be like more Zelda ports, and then December could be a weird JRPG that they like to drop there or something, right. uh, and that could be the year, you know, like uh, which po- sets them up for like a strong 2022 with a, a Switch Pro probably yeah. launching early in the year. Yeah, K- kind of what I'm hoping they're they're ultimately going to do with this Switch Pro. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, one well one thing I'm I'm not hoping and this is like a fear that's been creeping up as we've kind of been getting more and more trickles of information about what the, what they're what they're thinking about and like kind of what the, the you know the text and the specs we've heard about the Switch Pro um, is that it's not kind of just the new Nintendo 3DS where they were like here's a here's a 3DS it's more powerful we're going to do more stuff and they put Xenoblade Chronicles on it and that was like the only game that like quote unquote utilized anything that was there. You know what well, I mean? and, and your Super and, Nintendo exactly. uh, downloadable console <laughs> games, which for some reason can't run on a normal yeah, 3DS. Yes, so totally. Like I, I'm so really, dumb. I'm really hoping. Yeah, we do not. They do not pull like some kind of weird Nintendo thing like that with this. Where like, hey, at least with that 3DS, I could play Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D without my little uh, joystick. <laughs> your your Circle one. Pad Pro <laughs> accessory. Yeah, yes, uh, um, right. I could do smash attacks with my little nub. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. your little nub. Good, sold. Um, <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm just hoping that and like the thing that's like giving me hope is like what we like what you all kind of said is like in some ways it to me like it looks like they're kind of treating this as like a soft reset to kind of extend the switch's life kind of like how the last like the other consoles did with like a ps with like xbox one x and uh ps4 pro like because they're kind of like now coming back around to like the sequels to launch games that were switch launch games like we're getting splatoon 3 next year we're probably we're hopefully gonna get breath of the wild 2 next year like you said like mario kart 9 like i don't care how well (sighs) mario kart 8 deluxe has been selling to like a bigger crowd that's that's cool and great but that shouldn't be the thing to make them go like yeah we don't need to make mario kart 9 like you need to make mario kart 9 like come on like (sighs) don't don't um, don't Rockstar would beg to differ. Yeah, right. Rockstar is <laughs> in yeah. laurels. Yeah, that's that's fair. But like, I, I, mean, I, I give me DLC for eight. Yeah, no more tracks for eight. Yeah, DL, DLC would be would be awesome too. Like, just they need. I think they need to do something with that because like it's such a big thing and like they, I feel like you know, they they couldn't. I I don't know what else they could get away with to do another thing for. Like, I don't know if like, maybe they could do another 3d big 3d Mario game. Like maybe that would, you know, maybe that, that was what I was going to bring up. Also, like is an odyssey two totally out of the question, similar to galaxy two being like so close to galaxy. I mean, just use the same assets. Yeah. I think odyssey two is a thing that will happen at some point, build some new worlds and do that stuff. They, yeah, they totally could. Cause I think there's still more they could, they could get out of, the all like the movements and like the, the the hat capturing abilities and stuff they could definitely i think there's more they can uh get out of it, like another game with that for sure in a similar way if they to galaxy 2's moment of like when they first showed that game it's like oh shit more galaxy cool and then like mario jumps on yoshi and people are like Whoa! 
I think you do that where like Mario gets like a cat so, suit. And uh, then, yeah. Oh right, sure. And, like, he, and he then gets, he, gets, he gets like maybe like three D world style power. Yeah, he gets he gets power ups, and and suddenly. Yeah. You or, and maybe you can capture with power ups and then like have a Goomba with a fire flower or something like you or, you could just do one thing like or, inject a thing that is going to change that game completely. Or Wario jumps into the frame yes. and throws his hat onto Mario and then you're Wario as Mario just going around causing just, mischief. It's Mario with Wario's mustache. Exactly. And he's, like, <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like taking money from people and you can like shake people down and. Or like, like honestly, fart, Mario, fart on him. let's fart on him. Let's fart yeah, on and you, Mario you game take a big old gushy fart. Uh, a Mario Odyssey where it is like you get to choose from like five characters or something. Yeah, like, like different characters. Yeah. One of them is Wario because of course, uh, um, like yeah. that would be awesome too. Yeah, like have uh, like a Mario and Luigi going on, and like they maybe like you have Mario and Luigi, and then like if you play as like the Luigi. He can throw his hat too, but maybe like he'll like do different stuff, and maybe you can like go through similar, go through like similar, like ultimately you'd run through the same level. Donkey if- Kong sixty four. <laughs> All right, hear me out, guys. You get in a barrel, is, yeah, <laughs> and then you change <laughs> to Luigi, See, he gets, and he Luigi gets- has long arms, so he can walk uphill. <laughs> While Luigi gets a jetpack, we literally are wondering how Mario Kart or Donkey Kong 64 was made. It was like this. This is how it happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how it started. I mean, to the point of changing the characters and stuff, they did that with the remake of 64 on DS. I mean, it could work. Yeah, yeah, it could totally it was, and that was. I thought yeah. that was really cool. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's a weird platform for a 3D game, and I think a lot of people <laughs> realize that kind of late in the game. But yeah. Um, it it I, it's a good idea. I think. Yeah, well, it's and also we, a bad game to just have a D pad for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, they stuff like that could totally happen. Um, but but so yeah, but thinking thinking more on this year, I guess like I, I definitely think there's going to be one big surprise game we're going to get out of that E3 direct that just where no one really saw and either well maybe not necessarily nobody saw but maybe just get confirmed like you said like that maybe like a hopefully like a fully new brand new 2d metroid game mm-hmm. or like um painted a three like finally getting its full or something new release something totally new like the other one that i mean we should probably mention also i would love 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 it would never happen if sega ends up making another f-zero because yeah. gx for gamecube is a highly overlooked underrated game it's a fantastic right game. it's a hardcore game yeah that's a game Very that difficult. doesn't pull punches <laughs> no it does yeah. not uh oh, man. i mean like the switch launched with f zero like i forgot what the name was it started with the r it was an indie game Oh, it's yeah, very good. Yeah. I'm surprised that Nintendo just didn't throw them some money just to put Captain Falcon in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like here, do it. Yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would love also to see more stuff like Cadence, right? Like, yes, totally. Uh, I'm sure Nintendo has got stuff like that cooking, you know, and and those mm-hmm. things are are things that they're going to keep very quiet and uh, especially it's like you know, it's a surprise if, us if, with, yeah. If you're an indie team, Nintendo's like, all right, here's Pikmin, right? You're allowed to make Pikmin game, do whatever you want. It could be a rhythm game, it could be what an adventure game, whatever you want. Like, no one's gonna fucking spill that secret. Are you yeah, kidding me? Cool, so, yeah. so, so like, um, yeah, like having small teams make Nintendo branded games is a thing I want to see more of, and I think it's something they're gonna do more of. So that's a perfect like anytime surprise for me. I think. Yeah, yeah. dude. Even uh, you just mentioning 
Uh, Pikmin three has apparently been cooking for a very long time, and we have not. Pikmin four, four, yeah, yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Pikmin four Pikmin just could. That'd and be cool. that'd yeah. be it'd be very cool to see on Switch something like with an online co-op, like potentially, yeah. or uh, mm-hmm. just something to use like touch or motion controls mm-hmm. in that capacity would be cool. Yeah, and those games just keep getting better and better. Pikmin three rules. Yeah, yeah Pikmin three was was fun. Uh, it's on Switch now. Yeah, it's fun. Um, the the only other things I can think of are like. I, I don't think we'll get a new Donkey Kong game unless they, some other secret studio was working on a Donkey Kong game this whole time. But something you like know, if a Donkey Kong gets announced with Retro's name on it, I would be so curious. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, people would people would. Yeah, you know, fish, they're fish all forks, hands on deck forks. at this point. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah, better be absolutely. Um, the only retro game I'm, you're allowed to show that's not Metroid is Star Fox Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it um, alive. Another 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 kind of like a slightly they've been they've been like a little dormant. Like I would say dormant in in comparison to like how, like how I felt like there used to be like a million games for like Yoshi and or Kirby. Like I feel like they used to like right. p- almost like pump those out. Like at least on 3DS there was like a yearly Kirby game and we've only had the one Kirby. We've had like the the small tiny kind of free to play Kirby games and stuff, but we've only had that one big side scrolling Kirby game since, you know, the Switch like the first year of the Switch. I think I or like, was it was in 2018 when that came out. Star Allies, I don't I don't remember exactly. Something like that, yeah. Ex- expanding my horizons here. Uh, mm-hmm. widening my box, if I may, uh, to, box, uh, to, you got it. Uh, I mean, Metopia also coming to switch. Yeah, that's, uh, May. that's in May. Mm-hmm. Not that I think that game is very significant on switch, but something hey, like a professor Layton on switch or a new Ace attorney game on switch, like sure. games that would have filled that 3ds catalog before I could also see maybe filling a, yeah, finally, a switch spot them, them finally doing a full-on uh switch version of those yeah that'd be cool yeah professor layton especially i i feel is a good great match yeah. for switch totally the other uh, obvious thing is we'll probably get more smash characters yeah smash characters <laughs> absolutely fill me up give fill me, me up. yum yum two in more, my belly two, <laughs> we have two more characters coming i'm sure we'll definitely see at least one yeah, of those we'll characters one of them yeah, and also I'm sure we'll see some Animal Crossing updates. I'm, I'm I don't think sure. they're they're done with that game by long. Yeah, that game's gonna go on forever. Shot. So, um, but yeah, that that'll be exciting to see uh, what what comes of E3 um, when when Nintendo Direct they're gonna show there once again. Yeah, we'll have some. I think next episode we'll get more into the the bets and hopes and dreams territory. Uh, let's. We have any more thoughts on Switch Pro because we. We did we did talk about it a little bit in there, but I did pull the article that kind of had the well, I pulled an article that basically quotes the actual Bloomberg Bloomberg article because Bloomberg you need to have a paid subscription to actually go look at the articles, and I was yeah. and I was like, sorry, I I'm not, I can't do that, and I'm not gonna sorry just for this one so, article. I do want to just go over the details a little bit um, yeah, from the top. Totally. Uh, the so this is from. Uh, Takashi Muchisiku or Zuki. Uh, I'm terrible with Japanese names. I'm sorry, but he is like, you know, he he reports on like hardware rumors, but also like you know, off the record reports from Japan yeah. to Bloomberg. He's got an incredible reputation. So like, you know, it's one of those things where like the details of this, like this coming out fall 2021, was kind of the original intent. Like that has or could have changed. Um, yeah. So those are the kinds of things I wouldn't necessarily take to heart, but a lot of like the 
the component parts uh, are probably pretty accurate. So the, there were two separate stories. The one that came out after we recorded was that like it's going to have a, I believe, a seven-inch diagonal OLED screen. That was like the first big story um, from Samsung. And you know, OLED that's great. That's a big deal. Vita yeah. had the first Vita had OLED. Just a great high contrast screen. You yeah, know, obviously. I think everyone's I, talking about their LG TVs, myself included. It's a great time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like one of those like minor details that like pe- people just read that and just kind of like gloss over. Like, yeah, okay. Where I think like once that's definitely one of those things where I think when, when people get when that, have that pro in the hand and see an OLED and they're just kind of like, oh wow, yeah. and like there'll be with, a difference. Yeah. Especially with like the Nintendo Art Direction, like Mario Kart Eight on this yeah. thing is going to look stunning. Yeah, yeah. like um, totally. I was just we were playing a. Uh, we did a group stream last night. We were playing uh, uh, Risk of Rain 2, and that's like a high contrast game that just looks very good on OLED, for example. Yeah. But like th- this is cool because all games are going to look better on an OLED display. So if you're playing your Breath of the Wild one, it's still just going to look better just because the better color and contrast ratio. Um, and true blacks, right? The display turns off for black, uh, which is it looks good. Um, and then the other detail that came out a few weeks later was that. Um, there's reportedly going to be a better CPU in this switch. So a lot of the early speculation was like, I don't fucking know if it's just going to be as powerful as the original switch or if it's just going to have a new display, which is a lot of concurrent concerns came out of that. Uh, but this new DLL, DLSS uh, supported CPU would make stuff like 4K scaling way more feasible uh, on a device that has a 720p screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you plug in the dock and it would upscale to 4K um, using this dynamic uh, scaling. Um, this technology is weird for Nintendo to choose just because they typically don't go with the more modern or more recent version of a chipset. They usually go with the kind of most basic for what they're looking to do. The Wii U is kind of like the leading example of that. Um, but in this case, they did choose something a little bit more top of the line, uh, which obviously Nintendo is under new management uh, since the last roundabout. So that does kind of make new sense to me. Um, but that's the idea is it is a, a, a powerful scaling processor um, that would be more powerful than the original switch. It's a slightly larger screen uh, with OLED display, better battery life. And uh, it's mm. reportedly coming out this fall. But, you know, like we we've kind of said, we all agree that it sounds like that it'll probably actually come out next year or early next year. Yeah. So those are the deets. It sounds good, man. I'll pay this. They're saying four hundred dollars might yeah. be what it costs. Sure, Fuck, man. Totally. You got me. I'm a sucker. Yeah. Just yep. give it to me. Yeah, yeah, dude. We are the we I think we're crowd we us here are crowd suckers and that we will <laughs> buy yeah, we'll, 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 we will buy slightly better versions of consoles because it'll make thing it's a bummer to hear what, what Mike was saying earlier though if that that ends up being the case where they don't they don't even try and maybe do a little bit of like nicer things on these previous games or like at least when you like maybe put the games in they get maybe like some minor things just because you said it's like a better CPU maybe some yeah. better terminals just by default will maybe hopefully do some things like hey like, maybe like the low, Alex said, low times a little better. The LEC, uh, LCDs by default, the screen it'll just gonna look better. Yeah, yeah it'll for look, sure. it'll look better. But I I think like stuff like Breath of the Wild dip, dipping below thirty, you know, on sure. docked mode, yeah. that yeah. stuff will even out. Yeah. Maybe better load times, like you had said, Mike. Yeah. Um, just just to see uh, some minor stuff, like like just to see some of those games, maybe at least get something like that of like, hey, maybe yeah, maybe it runs, maybe this helps this game run a little smoother. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll, yeah, like the 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 low times will get trimmed down a little bit on some of those older games, like Breath of the Wild. I think is definitely the 
the main proponent of that because I can't really think of like too many other like maybe I think Animal Crossing has like at least like a, the initial like beginning load time is like a pretty beefy load time so maybe that gets maybe like truck tr- uh, like shrunk down just a little bit like just like minor things like that I'd be ultimately fine with um but if they but if they you know and again I think this is coming from we just got these new newer consoles and like you know a lot of these uh, next gen versions of older games are getting kind of these updates that like make them like crazy instant loading and I don't I don't, I don't just expect that big of a leap but I like just seeing something of like Nintendo attempt to maybe try and do something would be yeah. really cool a piece of hardware that is like better universally like just by the sheer fact of its existence it makes other things better i i think is not off the table so yeah, yeah. uh which is cool yeah I, I think also like support for larger storage sd cards will happen that'd and, yeah that'd be cool um, and just because the, the hardware will be stronger yeah. for and, it, so. and hearing better better battery life it's cool. Yeah. Granted, granted, like obviously at the moment we're not going out that much, but but still, yeah. like hearing like, hey, it'll probably have like a couple more, like at least probably like I would guess like maybe like a couple more hours on that battery life is cool to hear. Yeah. Anybody with a launch or those first two year switches that haven't gotten that that beefy upgrade of the eight hour battery life, definitely yeah. feeling it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never. It's not too much. Like I, I get four hours out of mine. That's all I'll ever really need in right. a, any given time. But uh, it would be nice. Um, yeah, the, I, I'm, but yeah, I think we're, we're pretty much on agreement. Like I'll, I'll buy this thing, even if, even if it like, it does, doesn't ultimately come with some of that stuff I'm hoping for. Like if they, if they show, if like, if they reveal this and reveal like, here's, here's what playing like Breath of the Wild 2 or some other game that's going to be like one of their bigger kind of showpiece games, what it would look like playing on this newer Switch and maybe it benefits, maybe that game will more so benefit from the more powerful the more powerful uh hardware like if they do something like that like that's enough for me like okay yep four hundred dollars here you go i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, i'm already i mean i'm already sold it doesn't matter yeah I mean, you know how many goddamn 3ds's i bought <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fine fair. it's, it's it, fair. it helps that you know and it's funny <laughs> like we're 2022 where this would come out is that five-year point where nintendo would typically you know look at new hardware um right. you know like that that has always been the case. So yeah. it is for me, it's exciting that this is potentially just Nintendo's hardware going forward, right? The switch, or at least we might get like a seven to 10 year window of the switch being the Nintendo hardware. And yeah. that is a great time. I think everyone unanimously agrees. It's a great little machine with great games. So yes. I, it would be different, right? If, if this was the Wii U pro and it's like, Oh man, really upselling me on <laughs> yeah, this one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. One could dream, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it helps that the, the switch is a great platform, uh, that just desperately needs a better storefront. But once you get that front done, I think we're, I'll, I'll take yeah. it for the rest of my life. Give I don't me, care. Give me, give me some, give me some folders and the, on, on yeah, switch. Give me some themes some themes yeah that's that we, we made the switch pro and now we can finally handle having themes and, and folders on the on the home screen like cool sony, lo- sony looked at the switch storefront and they're like oh this is all we have to do <laughs> C- categories got Fuck that damn got nintendo em. doesn't do it it's true let's uh, get it together what do you think this thing is called because if it, this is called the new nintendo switch i might yeah yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that would be boycott that, out of I rebellion hope, hopefully hopefully they i feel like they've hopefully learned their lesson from wii u i hope so um but i would what what I, I, what, yeah or, or that yeah I, I my my hope would be two things just either just switch pro which i'm totally fine with just switch pro 
Yeah. Or I want Super Nintendo Switch. Yes. Where we all yes. Nintendo That's Revolution. Like... Yep. <laughs> That's Nintendo, what we Nintendo, are. The Nintendo Dolphin 2. Here it yeah. is. Yeah. Super Switch just sounds great. Yeah. Super, yeah, super, yeah. Ooh, great. actually. Just, super, yeah. Yeah, super, <laughs> super Nintendo Switch. SNS. I, I like that. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. I would, I would, not going to happen. Probably. But, but I, I'd be like, I'd be fine with like, if it was that or like Switch Pro or Switch 4K or the, whatever. The, the so problem fine. with Super Switch is it does send a specific message of like, this is a different platform sure. to the, the so, Nintendo audience, which is very yeah. confusing. But the other option is, do does this phase out the original Switch? Is it just mm. Switch Pro, which like the iPad kind of thing? Is, does this right. just become Nintendo Switch? And there's also Nintendo Switch Lite. I feel like this is going to be a third skew. Yeah, um, yeah, because that is the vibe. That yeah, I get. yeah. Considering they're, they're saying this will probably be like an extra hundred bucks, I would, I would probably guess that too. Because I want to say like, well, I mean, well, the Switch, is, the normal Switch is four hundred, three fifty. No, it's three, uh, it's three hundred. No, it's three hundred. Okay, it's three hundred. So it's two hundred, three hundred. I would bet they drop the yeah. Switch and Switch Lite to two fifty and one fifty, and they put this out at three fifty or four hundred. Yeah, that one, yeah, and they have yeah. three skews. Yeah, because I mean, like, the, I want to say, like, the yeah, the the DS is that I'm sure the DS, 3DS, uh, even D, even original DS at one point had like like at least like two or three skews. Because I know there was like a point where there was like a three uh, like a normal 3DS, and then there was like a 3DS XL and a new Nintendo 3DS. I'm sure I'm pretty sure those the, were all. Then the 2DS XL and yeah, the 2DS, yeah, 2DS and new 3DS XL. You're right. And then <laughs> just the and then just the new 3DS, which was not XL. All right. Yeah. 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 We. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think they could get away with having the the three. Maybe one day down the road, maybe maybe they'll cut out that middleman. But like, I don't think sure. they'll, yeah. I don't think they'll do it. I think at least for now, when that thing selling it's selling first, well first comes out, that. yeah, yeah totally. it'll just be the Especially three. Especially with the price drop, that makes way more sense. Yeah, having the three skews. Yeah, and they're yeah. kind of they're kind of covering I, all the ground now. I think. Yeah, and I going off the names i hate that new pokemon snap is new pokemon snap yeah just call it two just pokemon call snap two, two yeah pokemon snap two i mean totally i'm not complaining fine. we finally got pokemon snap two hell yeah let's go yeah. But... yeah you're right just new pokemon I snap is i'm so excited for pokemon snap you guys it's, it's so close which is like it's crazy. So it's, it's, close. Crazy. it's crazy to think about it's like that's only like two weeks from today right? i Literally. know it's wild it's just like it's very exciting. like the, the same vibe for me Mike of like when we played Luigi's Mansion 3 of just like what a perfect game to just like wrap yourself in yes. you know absolutely it's just so fun it's, yeah, it's just, just makes... full of charm and like just like beauty you want to you want to you want to know the thing here here we, here we come full circle you want to know what the, the team that's working on new Pokemon Snap was the Pokemon tournament team hell yeah so you, dude. Have, you have you have Pokemon tournament to thank motherfuckers for new Redemption. pokemon snap there's literally like and, I, and like I, i'm like actually it's like i, I i'm i'm kind of being goof i'm goofing right now but it's 100 percent serious because if you go no Re- yeah, yeah rebecca that's... rebecca valentine did like an ign uh, uh uh article that's like interviewing one of the people that worked on a uh, new pokemon snap and like how it came to be and it's like the same it literally is the same team and they went like hey we made pokemon tur- we made pokemon tournament and like the nintendo and pokemon company and all them liked it and it did well Else that that paved the way, and they said, "Yeah, do new poke, do new, new, do a new Pokemon snap." And okay, and that's how it happened. Oh, yeah, It'll make a lot of sense when Pikachu like suplexes, suplexes a bunch of Pokemon <laughs> in that game. Now. Yeah, dark dark Mewtwo is going to show up, and it's going to be like, "Oh shit!" Man, you know, Take he might too. Like, oh, fuck. 
how many legendary quests he's got a fucking crystal coming out of his shoulder what the fuck like when we played pokemon snap in 1998 (laughs) or whatever there was one there were like four legendary pokemon that was it now there's like 30 and oh yeah imagine all like the cool like you know going to the top of a mountain and seeing legendary stuff like there's just yeah it's gonna be great the fact that this game has a day-night cycle. Come yeah. On. Yeah, that's so it's cool. Nighttime Pokemon and daytime Pokemon. Different Pokemon show the, up. I can make yeah. nighttime cool. boys glow. Yeah. Let's go. And you can have so like four good. saved pictures per Pokemon of like their kind of cover photo, which is great. We can share photos. We're we're definitely we're gonna have, we're gonna have a whole segment on the next episode because once we have oh yeah we should it, do like it, we're, our we're, favorite yes photos. We're, we're, we'll each bring our own photos and show and I can yeah, put I can good. I can put them on the in the edited video version of the podcast which you can watch on youtube.com slash irrational passions plug plug I, uh, I do plan plug. on going to CVS to develop uh, some photographs of my Pokemon hell yeah hell yes my first weekend nice cause like Excellent. there's gonna be there's gonna be great shots I just keep thinking that I remember when I was a kid like seeing the Charizard coming out of that like little volcano thing For the first like, time yeah. one of the coolest moments of my life <laughs> Yes. This is for yeah, no reason, just right? Just cause, well, because you think you murder a Charmeleon. Yeah, right. And then he jumps <laughs> he out. He pops out like, of a lava oh. pool. Yeah. You're just like, Holy and it's shit. like, I, I didn't expect this. It's, yeah, it's just so fun. And then, and then isn't like, isn't it like the same pit where you can also get a Moltres to come out of, or is it a different pit? That's where he, it, it's That's like later. along that well, road. It's yeah. Later, right? That's yeah. okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so much. Pretty. There's so much stuff like that where you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And didn't expect Todd it. And there's the hero over time. Todd Snap, the homie. <laughs> Pave um, the way for for a uh, powerful fear. Yeah, rest in peace. Whatever the new dude's name could run. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like a cre- I think it's a created character now too. Which I think, yeah, it's it's I like think. male or female. Yeah, uh, you don't know how disappointed I was when I found out that Todd Snap was not the professor because they look very similar. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he's in there though because I thought I thought he's screen- got to have a cameo. I thought I, I saw screens. I thought I saw screenshots of Todd like in there somewhere, but I could be wrong. Yeah, he's. He's like he's like it's like he's like he's like older or something. I can't remember for sure though. He's got a Sherpa you with his picture. Yeah, totally. Skills. God, yeah. Uh, God. There Two should be more games in fantasy worlds where you can just walk around and take pictures. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like a Zelda snap. Like I'd fucking do that. Take a picture yeah. of Bokoblins fighting and stuff. I would like, I would like a. Even though I'm like I'm not like an, a big crazy fan, but I feel like a Dragon Quest snap would be fun. Yeah. Just because like Just those are those are like are you great. know yeah because they're like all the crazy like art and like character designs from uh, Toriyama just like wandered around in these crazy these weird fantasy environments and just be like oh look at this look at this weird like slime I'm just gonna take a picture of him oh, that's fun like I'd, yeah. that'd be a fun time. Counterpoint: You just do photo mode and make up your own game. Also, no, it's too. Because then, who's going to say wonderful at the end? Yeah, wonderful, 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 wonderful. all of us have that in our head. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a very sad moment when that when the new professor comes on and he doesn't just go wonderful. What if they just pull that sound clip from the N sixty four? Wow. This one's great. <laughs> That's gonna be the mods. There's one one day we'll finally get Pokemon Snap on PC and they'll they'll mod it in. Professor, well, that's, Professor Oak modded into new Pokemon stuff. Then you're just going to be like taking pictures like Sora Donald and Goofy and some nightmare <laughs> sh- fuel shit. Like it'll yeah. just that'll just that's a double edged sword right just, there. Yeah, it's just I mean, there you go. Give me a Kingdom Hearts snap. There it Don't is. Don't tempt me with a good time. Yeah. 
just taking pictures of weird animals. You're just taking pictures of xenonorts and shit. Yeah, yeah. You have to get all thirteen xenonorts to to make to make the real xenonort show up at the end of this trail. Otherwise, yep. he won't be there. You throw a Buster Ball at the xenonort. <laughs> you have to take pictures of mountains that all look like the different xenonorts. <laughs> God, I hope there's yeah. something like that in this game too. Is like, you see this mountain looks like a fucking dog tree. Oh God, yeah, wild, right? <laughs> you push this better have all the like, yeah. pictures and shit. That's yeah. You push, yeah, you push a, you push a heart, a smaller heartless into a lava pit, and he comes out as like a little fire dude. And you're just like, what? Whoa! I knew it. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, that'd be, I'd be in. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's, that'll do it for the news. <laughs> um, do y'all, y'all want to get into talking some games or take a quick, quick break or anything or, or we just want to jump in some games. Oh, I'm good. All right, cool. Excellent. Wonderful. 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 Let's start talking about some games we've been playing. Um, I'll kick us off here with a couple indie games to shout out. And uh, these are games I've just been playing across. I've been technically playing them across different consoles, but they're all on Nintendo Switch. So if you have a Switch, you can play them. Um, and we also have Viewpoints, our video series, where we just kind of check out smaller games or just all kinds of new, newly released games. Um, and I've checked out a bunch there. Uh, the first one I want to talk about, uh, which I haven't really been able to talk about anywhere, is Genesis Noir. Mm, yeah. Yeah, this game is pretty dope. It's like... Um, it's like it's like a it's it's a challenging like game to like fit into like a genre, but I'd say the closest thing is more like an adventure like an adventure game, because um, it is like you know there are some like side scrolling environments or or just like some like top down environments, um, but kind of the whole premise is, is like it's like this noir. It starts as a kind of like a noir murder mystery, but it's also like told through like you reliving the big bang essentially and like going through different times uh and it's a very very trippy weird game it's like very very um <clears throat> like visual like there's no there's no like there's no spoken dialogue in it um and you're just kind of like this you know you're just kind of like this sort of you, you start off as a watch salesman and you're and you kind of then get like like wrapped up in this plot of this you know dude who's going to like sh- uh, who murders and shoots a lady and then you get like basically sucked in and the bit like the, essentially the big bang happens and then you're like going through kind of like the first level is like the the creation of er- of earth and like the and you're seeing like and you're like growing plants in this zone while it's also showing imagery of like uh what how these characters knew each other and then it'll go to like the next sequence where you're underwater and you're like making underwater creatures and it's very bizarre um it's it's just it's just very abstract but like very cool visually and like it's again it's like all like kind of like with a noir setting so it's all kind of like black and white um and it Mm. has a lot of very smooth jazz a lot of jazz it's really really nice um it's cool a lot of jazz that's all that's it that's genesis noir um it is on nintendo switch but i played it it's also on xbox game pass uh, yeah. on console and on PC, so I played it on Game Pass PC. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, again, viewpoints on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rational Passions. Or me and Quinn play it. Quinn, I know Quinn Hoffman especially likes it. He's like, it's one of it's one of his like games of the year already. But uh, it's really cool. Um, next up, um, another another game, uh, Kaze and the Wild Masks. Uh, mm. is, a, is a game me and you, Alex, uh, have played a little bit of. 
Uh, and again, there's another viewpoints of that on our YouTube channel, Wink. Um, and that's um, basically it's, it harkens back to kind of 90s side scrolling platformers. There's a little bit of Donkey Kong Country in there. And Alex, I think you when you pointed it out, like I like it, it's now it's stuck in my head, but it's also like a little bit of old school side scrolling Rayman in there. Yes, definitely Rayman. Like does. not not necessarily like the newer Raymans, but like the like more actually like the older ones, like the, like the PS Rayman. the PS one like Rayman one kind of side scrolling like those are all in there like it straight up has like the main character is this little rabbit girl named kaze and like they're straight up like kaze spelled out like kong letters and co- that are coins that you collect in the levels so like that's pulled out right from that uh there's gems to collect and you know the whole the whole conceit is like there's four different masks um that you can get and they're kind of tied to like specific levels and like platforming challenges in those levels so there's like a dragon mask where it basically makes it into like a mine cart level from Donkey Kong. There's like a, there's like a bird mask where you kind of have to like fly through and dodge obstacles. Um, and there's like a, there's a shark mask, which is like underwater levels and you have like, you know, air dashes and you can uh, like kind of get like a dash to like shoot you out of the water or so you can dive around and stuff. Um, so it's, lot, so it's, it's pretty cool. I'd say it's definitely worth checking out if you're into those kind of side scrolling uh, platforming games. It's on Nintendo Switch. I think it's on other stuff as well. I think it's on PC and Xbox. Definitely on the Xbox and Game Pass, or not Game Pass, but it's on Xbox. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I think it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pretty uh, cool. We previewed it over the summer. It's yeah. It's it's Kaze. I always kept calling it Kaz or Kaze. Kaze. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Lord only knows. Yeah. Only my, my, only yeah. Kaze or Kaze knows. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I feel like Kaze sounds right. I, I don't I think know. It's, I think it's I think it's Kaze because because shout out shout out to anime growing up on anime and yeah. I think Kaze is wind in Japanese I believe. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. So the next next uh, the last last indie game I'm gonna shout out here uh, was Narita Boy, which Alex yeah. you did a yeah. few points on. Uh, I finished this game. Yeah, you yeah. finished it. I haven't. I've unfortunately not had time to jump back into it uh, since we last played it but i definitely do want to finish it and see more of it because it's basically like it's a side-scrolling hack into like 2d hack and slash uh bas- basically with like the premise of tron where you're like you're, you're digital or you're like a person in real life who gets sucked into a, a video game in a digital world and you're now in the digital world uh but like but makes make but it's not like the digital world is more like Piper like drifter digital world and like it's like very like creepy abstract monoliths everywhere and robot people with computer heads and yeah. a, lot, a lot of like 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 different color lights like trichroma is a big thing in the game where it's like yellow blue and red everywhere and they all dictate different powers and abilities your character gets but also like stuff in the world um so it's a whole thing uh it's interesting it's it's like very it's very bizarre like story yeah. t- storytelling wise um you you've played more than i have but yeah it's just it's it's it's, it's bizarre but it's very clearly of like inspired by like stuff of that era 80s era yeah. tron era it's, it's short too and like i am not i don't think the story is as great like as it wants to be but Mm -hmm. uh it is a it is a cool adventure that reminds me a lot of tron legacy in all the best ways uh and it's got a good soundtrack and it's got a good style so i i think like especially if you have it on game pass like if you're into the kind of action platformer vibe that's just you know you're not really backtracking you're just kind of going forward and doing some weird stuff uh with some cool fights it's worth playing. Plus, it has a thing at the end that 
I want to talk to someone about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, I know, you, I know you, you said that to me. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get back to it uh, yeah. soon enough. Um, I, I would say it, it basically, I will, to give you a little bit more idea, it sets up for like a future iteration in a, in a interesting okay. way. Okay. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty cool. That's uh, Narita, Narita Boy. It's on Nintendo Switch, but it's also, again, on Xbox Game Pass is also there as well. And I've been playing a bunch uh on xbox um but yeah those are, those are indie games i want to shout out again if you if any of those sound interesting to you i'll throw some gameplay here in our video version on youtube but also there's full-on viewpoints that are just us talking and playing the game directly so you can check all that out uh, mike uh what game what games you got going on so i've been in real life i've been playing the game of uh moving apartments so uh, not a lot of video gaming exciting lately. um i it's been a while since I touched my Switch, but the other day I picked up a game called Say No More. Um, this is a game I had my eye on since its reveal, I believe, at some point. I think it got announced during the Day of the Devs show last year at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting concept where you play in a mundane just office uh, where it's it's kind of like the plot of Yes Man, uh, where they just want you to say yes and just agree to everything, and they, they your boss is take advantage of that saying like hey make me coffee uh buy me lunch oh gotcha. you have this really snazzy uh unicorn lunchbox give me that lunchbox and of course you say yes and they take it from you uh you find an inspirational cassette tape of this dude this like hulk hogan looking dude saying uh teaching you how to say no and in this universe <laughs> no is a very powerful word and you use it to uh like just knock people into oblivion like the goddamn matrix is pretty cool um i love the concept i love the writing i love the aesthetic of the game the only thing is that it, it's not that fun to play uh, uh it's it's auto scroll sort of like it's 3d but in a sense it's like auto walk and the only actions that you are doing are pressing the face buttons to say no other than that you are just experiencing the story um gotcha. so it's 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 cool if you just want to like experience a, a cute uh quirky story um it i i hate saying this especially with the indie games but i do think it's a little uh overpriced for what it is it, it, it was a 15 dollars game but for a 15 dollars game that doesn't really have much gameplay in it it's like oh, i probably should wait until it hit on sale sure uh, but it's totally fine um but yeah super cute maybe wait for uh wait for a sale it's a, a fun time with really endearing characters and funny writing so on and so forth um the other thing I've been playing, which it's not on Switch yet, but it's coming to Switch eventually. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. game called Whisker Squadron. Whisker Squadron is part of this era that I like to call the Star Fox Renaissance. Of uh, It's a nice. Star Fox light yeah. that it is a roguelite procedurally generated Star Fox game. Um, That's cool. Oh, I've heard of this game, yeah. It is. So I got a preview build of it um before the kickstarter launched um it's currently on kickstarter still please go support it on kickstarter uh give the developers all the money in the world they deserve it um <laughs> same devs behind race the sun which might be on switch i know it was on playstation on playstation 4 um but yeah i mean if you like star fox 64 this game is star fox 64 with procedurally generated levels and bosses and it's really really damn that sounds, cool and that sounds cool the roguelike the roguelike element comes in where like you like take star fox for example you, you get the universe map at some point once you beat a level you get to points where you could choose different upgrades like bonus attack bonus health 
different styles of attack, so on and That's so cool. forth. And that and you keep move progressing through the universe like that and keep tagging on upgrades. Um the other cute thing is that, you know, with the name call uh with a name like Whisker Squadron, uh you are all cats. You are fighting you're saving the, the universe as little cat boys. It's really cute, it's really endearing. Uh, I can't wait until uh, potential VO gets added because I, re- I really want to hear these these meows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's I, very good. This is really funny considering the one game you and Quinn looked at, yeah. like yeah, the, so with, po- with Pomeranians. Yeah, so we, we me me and Quinn oh, and, uh, uh, Astro Dogs. Yeah, Astro Dogs. Me and Quinn looked at part of the uh, Star Fox. Renaissance. Yeah, I was going to say uh, yeah, Star Star Fox <laughs> Renaissance. That that game is on just on Steam right now, but it's also coming to Switch. Uh, yeah, exactly. That game. That game. Is I, I like the style and aesthetic of Astro Dogs, but it's like way, it doesn't feel yeah, it doesn't feel there. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like it's not all the way there. Like it feels um like I, I it's yeah, like the style and aesthetic is really nice, but like the the thing you were you were already speaking with Whisker Scott Squadron of like it's roguelite and you're when and you're stopping between levels and getting like new abilities. Like yeah. I feel like that's what Astro Dog like Astro Dogs like kinda needs. Yeah, like there's a couple of games like obviously like Astro Dogs. Um, there's another one called I think it's just called Dog Fighting. I'm working tiny little plug. I'm working on a, a Star Fox Renaissance piece on six one indeed dot com. You could nice. you know, read cool. it eventually when I'm motivated to write. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's that which is like Astro Dogs is trying to be like Star Fox sixty four again, except it just doesn't nail the mechanics greatly. For yeah. context, Star Fox sixty four is my favorite game of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. So hence why I'm very passionate with this stuff. Again, release Star Fox Grand Prix, you cowards. Um, <laughs> Whisker Squadron is Star Fox 64, except with a new twist. They want to bring the Star Fox like into like modern times with the roguelike mm-hmm. element. And I think it works brilliantly so far. Yeah. Um, there's another one uh, that just got kickstarted maybe like mid last year uh, called X Zodiac. I don't know if it's hitting consoles. Um, I played the uh, an early like alpha preview of it. Uh, did I say the name right? Exodiac or whatever. Exodiac, um, which is literally just Star Fox SNES again, and it's brilliant. That like actually nails the vibe and gameplay elements of Star Fox, and it feels cool, perfect. Um, yeah, that's my Star Fox spiel. Whisker Squadron play. It's coming to consoles eventually. I'm assuming Switch. Yeah, <laughs> they just say consoles. Yeah, that's that sounds that sounds appealing to me as as somebody who likes the that those general ideas and likes roguelikes. Like that sounds that sounds cool. Um, yeah, so I'll definitely like keep, even keep I played the out. first stage like three times, and like at the end of each stage, I encountered three different bosses already. That's cool. Each time, cool. And yeah. each stage is like totally like a different, like it's the same like aesthetic, but it's a different layout and different encounters. Right. On, like, you know, with like what enemies you're about to face and stuff. It's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty cool. Uh, a lot of a lot of, lot of fun indie games. I'm glad I'm, I'm happy to hear about because um, there's there's like so, I feel like it's just always so freaking many everywhere everywhere all the time and that's cool but also like hard to keep track of so it's always cool to get I try I try I try and shout them out where I can um, but let's hear let's hear Alex you, you've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter Rise uh, yeah and I want and I want to hear some stuff about Monster Hunter how's how's it how's it been how's it been streaming it how's it been just playing it in general. It's been super fun streaming it. We're doing, we're trying to stream it at least through April uh, on Mondays, uh, kind of like our regular group stream um, thing, mm-hmm. kind of in place of of Mario, uh, which we finished, which was great. Yes, um, it, was. it was fun to like commit to a full playthrough of that and then like see it through 
Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a lot of, um, the streams were a lot of fun. Which Mario was this? 3D World. Uh, 3D World. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, like I said, it, it, go watch the like the last group stream of it because like we really get it together. Yeah, <laughs> by the end like, of that, it's... yeah, like the like the I think that the first episode, like uh, the first stream, is like us like figuring it out and being a bumbling mess, and then like. I feel like the the couple streams in between that are like we're somewhat okay, but like also we'll like, hit like a roadblock, we'll hit like yes. a trapeze. Well, it's like the, all right, it's a trapeze <laughs> level, and then just everyone's like horribly missing this, and then like or like one person misses it, then another person misses it, and then I I just like start laughing because we're doing so bad, and then I and then and then I can then I can proceed to fuck up too, and then it's, it's yeah. a whole lot of that. And but we I, got it by the end. I get, I get, I get really mad a lot because they, because for whatever reason, you can pet, you can pet Plessy, <laughs> like the like the big dinosaur, in that game, and like they kept not stopping to pet the dinosaur every time. Didn't know, didn't know, because they're we know now, we know monsters. better. You got, you Quinn got and I are are grown men now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so so we we moved over to Monster Hunter. Where I'm playing with uh, Andrew Taylor, Jared Green. He, Jared reviewed it. Uh, for a magazine that's coming out in May, I believe, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is super cool. And uh, Scott White as well. Um, yeah, I've put like 25, 30 hours into it, which I was I was really like, it was not necessarily going to be on my radar, um, but I think it really turned out to be like a right time, right place for Monster Hunter. I watched the Digital Foundry breakdown video of it, which was just great. Like sometimes John Linderman will just like be like, I'm just going to give you a history lesson and tell you yeah. about animations. And I'm like, hell yeah, yeah let me buckle up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely watch that because it was just a great breakdown of like comparing the animations to world and, and kind of what we're looking at since then. Um, but yeah, I, I really love Rise. It's It's cool because the onboarding of monster hunter world as like the accessible version of monster hunter like worked and rise is much more in the traditional camp of like it's just going to pop up a lot of windows and tell you like this how you do it and if you're not reading those things you're really not going to know what the fuck you're supposed to do but like monster hunter is monster hunter you know rinse and repeat like you you hunt monsters you get better gear and you hunt more monsters so like now that i've been onboarded by the the really i think great tutorialization and narrativeization of the the what you do in monster hunter of world which i still think that's a great place to jump in better than rise certainly mm-hmm. um but if you have been onboarded and you're, you're like i kind of get the idea you know just give me a couple warm-ups and i'll be ready to hunt monsters again like rise is is that to a t but it delivers it so excellently because the palmutes obviously are are, are big and new um, just as an, an additional companion, but these companions will be with you even in multiplayer. Um, and you can ride them, and riding them doesn't consume stamina, but also gives you the opportunity to use quick, se- quick select items while moving. So you can sharpen your blade, you can take potions, you can um, craft, you can, like, whatever you need to do, you can do on the back of a Palamute, which gives it just this sense of momentum. Like, as soon as you get into uh, a hunt, uh, unlike world, right? They've they've taken out the uh, the like firefly tracking and actually hunting it down, uh, but they've kept everything else. So the open areas, the the kind of multiple monsters roaming around, the the places in the map that would be their den, all that's still there. But now it's just you get to it faster, uh, as you would right. kind of imagine from like a partially handheld version of this game. So um, it makes a lot of sense, you know. Like you're beelining straight to the monster. It's a lot of like quick endorphin rush like let me fucking kill this monster real quick right. 
Um, but like the the big mechanic outside of the the mounts that they've added are the these uh, like sling flies. I, I, I forget what they're called. Uh, wire bugs. Wire bugs. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I think they had like some kind of wire bug thing. They had the pterodactyl things that you could wire onto in world. Yeah. So um, I think I think what it was I think what you're thinking of in Iceborne, which was like the big expansion for World, they added like kind of grappling hooks. Oh, and okay. you could you could I, like grapple onto a monster, uh, and like kind of like get on their backs and do an attack. But it wasn't as elaborate as with the wire bug stuff. Like wire bug is like an evolution of of that stuff. I think that's cool. I I didn't play Iceborne, so that, that's cool to hear. But the wire bug, mm-hmm. like it. it you you have two at any given time, right? And you can just hold the left trigger and kind of like zip to any one of them, and they they recharge. They're like on a cooldown, so it's not like you're you're zipping around all the time willy nilly like Spider Man or anything. But you can use them to like climb up walls and get to on top of areas that really feel like you shouldn't be there. Uh, and there's always like secrets there, which is also great. Um, and in conjunction with the palamutes of like jumping up and then wire bugging up the rest of a wall, you can scale a lot of stuff in a really cool way. Um, it just changes mobility really completely. But also, you know, if you're knocked off your feet, you can like aerial recover with a wire bug, which keeps the momentum in combat like way, way tighter. So if you get knocked back, you can zip to the right and then come back around and hit the monster. Like, and it feels really good to do. And it's tricky, much like all of Monster Hunter controls. It's like you're kind of holding three buttons while hitting another thing and looking another way. But that just kind of makes it more gratifying when you really pulled off. So all these things kind of working together, make it feel like kind of crazy, (laughs) like like almost anime esque in, in how you're, you're like zipping around monsters. Um, And I, I just, I'm really impressed with all of this also working on switch and feeling great and looking great. Um, in spite of all of it, this is like the the second non Resident Evil RE engine game. Uh, Devil May Cry Five was the other one, uh, and this is the first Reach for the Moon engine, which is what the name of that is now. Resident Evil yeah. engine, Reach for the Moon Reach engine. Reach for the Moon engine. Uh, but the 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 first one on Switch, and the fact that it just scales well, it pretty much holds 30 FPS like under absurd circumstances, no matter what, um, and it has like really great load times. Um, it's it's very impressive. So, I like there's a lot of other meta stuff and and how they've handled like making lobbies and online is like phenomenal and so fast and barely ever hit any network issues. Like it's kind of unbelievable that it, it's a Nintendo game or on a Nintendo platform. Um, but yeah, it, it is just a, a very wholly impressive game. I, I, I like. I'm still relatively new to Monster Hunter. Right, this is only my second one, but I'm. I'm happy to say like this one is even I like I like it even more than Worlds, which I was not expecting because uh, cool. I think World is really stellar. But mm-hmm. uh, if you if you get like what you got to do in Monster Hunter, like just jump into this one. I feel like you'll you'll be having a great time in, in just a couple hours. Um, but yeah, it's it's very impressive. I I've played a couple other things like Persona Five Strikers is also on Switch. I it's just like that game is is cool. I have not played a lot of it, but I I think it's really cool that that is available on Switch. Uh, nice. In a similar way to like Monster on Rise, it is a great like kind of pause at any time and then jump back into it. Uh, and it, it's good to put your s- switch to sleep mode and then jump back into like, oh, let me just fight some stuff. Uh, it is a, a great uh, like it scratches that itch as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that that's that's mostly it. There's some other cool. weird stuff, but those are the big ones. 
Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Monster, Monster Hunter is a game I want to I want to get into at some point. Just just a lot of games, and you yeah, know, totally. as as you know, a lot of lot of des- lot of des- lot of destiny to play. Yeah, um, a lot of destiny going on right me. now. Guardian games starting soon. Guardian games, baby. Let it go. <laughs> never. So I'll never, never let it go. Look, it's too much Pokemon Snap to get ready for you. Uh, Alex, Alex does. I haven't, I haven't told this to Alex, but if the day ever comes that Destiny comes to Switch, this just becomes a Destiny podcast. Yeah, this is just <laughs> we just can turn this to our Destiny podcast. Um, but but anyway, yeah, Monster Hunter sounds cool, um, and I I, I want to check that out. Uh, for sure yeah i got i got a couple more just a couple more things uh bravely default to i started and if like it's like one of those things where it's like i say i like i like just started but it's like a jrpg so that means i put like 20 hours into it <laughs> yeah. or something like that like um we were, we were gonna have scott white here but he got on this episode we were talking more in depth because i think he's beaten it by now he um, just beat it like not that long ago yeah because it because there is like a lot going on with that game because it's like it's very traditional in the jrpg sense of that like you just kind of have you kind of start with four sort of blank slate-ish characters in terms of like their abilities in combat and then you're getting you're getting jobs as you progress to the game like you're fighting bosses that'll straight up give you the classes that you can then uh, give them those jobs and then you level up the jobs and they get new abilities uh, so like, you know, I have kind of just a lot of like within, within those 20 hours, I have like some, the pretty much most of the basic classes and, you know, have some, and I'm starting to get into sl- some slightly cooler, more interesting ones. Like I got, like, I think the last one I got was like a beast tamer class, which, mm, um, that's cool. But yeah, but yeah, the, the, it's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty standard, uh, JRPG fair. It's the same kind of setup as that first Bravely Default game of like, oh, there's four characters and there's crystals and the crystals are like, you know, protectors and you gotta be now we gotta be probably gotta go save those at some point. And so it's getting there. Um, I definitely will play more of it because I I like I like that first Bravely Default a lot. But I'll immediately say this one is not maybe uh, getting its hooks into me as much as that one did. Um, but this one's still it's still pretty fun and interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'll. I mean, I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll have more to say uh, in a later episode about that. Or maybe we'll get Scott on here at some point and he can talk more about it. But um, I guess I'll talk about the hottest release. Everyone was so excited for um, Balin Wonderworld. Hell yeah. Woo! This is tell a, about all them Balins. Uh, tell, I'll worlds. tell you about Balin and uh, all these Tim. Review on all, the site. All the Tims I was hanging out with. I spent 60 US dollars on Balin Wonderworld. That's right. You heard it right. Yeah, it's a $60 video game, a full press game. Gamer, my dude. Uh, I, I played. I, so I didn't play it. On, it is on Switch, and I've heard. But I, I did not play the Switch version. I played it actually on. I played it on uh, PS5. But I've apparently heard the Switch version is like even worse somehow than the 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 full console versions. Like, but boy, what a baffling, baffling video game this is. And um, I I was talking about it like like very briefly with uh, former former IP folk George Cruz. Um, and he, he, he put like a, like a decent perspective of like, I, I, we all, at the end of the day, I don't fully know the, the development process of this game. Cause like, it basically Yuji, it's Yuji Naka. Like it's his, it's a new game from him. He is the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. He is the creator of fucking fantasy star on fantasy star universe. Like he has like a lot of big video game, like franchises under his belt. 
Um, but like, I don't know for whatever it is in this modern era, he just like can't get it together. And then I don't know if it's ultimately because of like, like, you know, Square Enix, he went to Square Enix and they gave him a whole development team. And apparently it was the same. A lot of the people from the development team were from Blinks, the time sweeper. Apparently there's like, there's like a lineage of like studio people and things from that. And somehow they all came together again. And now they made, Balan Wonderworld, um, and it's a, it's a 3D platformer, kind of, but it's bad. It's just, oh god, it's so bad, and it's so baffling <laughs> of a video game. Because let me let me just tell you how this game opens. Uh, so you get you get this cool like fantastical like well first first you pick a character so you pick a male or female like boy male or female boy character and like on the on the on like and it's pretty basic it's kind of like Pokemon's one honestly where you just like you pick you pick a male and then you pick like a skin color and then then you can just kind of go uh, they they have names on that character screen like the boy's name is Leo Craig and the 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 the, the girl has a name I I didn't pick the girl so I don't remember her name that name is never said in the video game once it's never referenced once there's no story in the video game to like have that name for i don't understand it it's but it's there and that's like the whole that's like that's like the whole through line of that game is like there's stuff here i don't know why it's here there's no there's no setup or premise or reason for any of it um and then yeah so you, so you pick a character you do like the, there's like a flashy cg cutscene of like for whatever reason, your 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 boy, your character is just like breakdancing in the middle of this like group of people, and then he just stops because like no one's paying attention to him, and then he runs off, and then he goes into this like random castle, this random like mansion, and finds Balin, and then Balin like sucks this kid into his crazy fantasy world. He Beetlejuices him away. Yeah, and that's and then and then that that's like a whole CG cutscene that happens at the opening. And then it then it stops and then you're just thrown into a hub world with like that tells you nothing about what's in the hub world. There it's it's I think what they're going for is like Chow's like from Sonic cuz I know a lot of people like Chow's, but they have Oh yeah. but it's but it's not a good version of that at all because it's <laughs> like our childs are good in sonic but in this game like it's, it's very good in sonic. yeah it's yeah. this is like a terrible equivalent of that because like you barely like uh, so basically they're called tims and like these little like bird creatures that they're like little like they look like kind of like slimes from dragon quest but they're just like i have like little bird wings and they like bounce around and you can and you collect gems in the levels and you come back to the hub and feed them gems and then as you feed them gems they get bigger um and then you can throw a t- you can grab another tim and throw that tim at the big tim and then an egg pops out of the tim to make another tim and then you can just feed them and they basically as you feed them they also get into this like rube goldberg style like contraption that's in the center of the hub and you can just you just watch them like you you can't interact with with like the Rube Goldberg thing. It, it creates trampolines that are like on like the map in the hub world. You can't interact with them at all. You 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 just sit there and watch it like happening. And and there's no interaction for you to do with that whatsoever, other than just sit there and watch the teams go into the thing. And there's like a counter of like, hey, once you get four hundred some teams to go through this thing, or they do a cycle that many times that it levels up and gets like another section and that's it you just you just watch it it's like an idle like almost like a mobile idle game <laughs> what you're describing sounds fascinating it, uh, I, I was looking at pictures of this rube goldberg machine it looks real wacky i, I want to know i want to meet the person that's like the cross section of of someone who would play this game but also really loves boots 
and hear them talk about their Tims versus their Tims. You know what I mean? Like that's all I can think about Timberlands, right now. Timbalins, Timbalins. I probably have some. Yeah, some yeah. I could probably. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's that's so that's just like the the hub world. I haven't even gotten oh, to the actual levels and platforming say, in this. I, yeah. As soon as I mentioned that there was like a Chow thing in this game, I was like. Maybe I wouldn't buy this game. Maybe I would no. buy this game. Maybe I will buy this game. <laughs> no, no, don't do it. Don't don't buy this game. <laughs> yeah, if Go you're back trying to now. convince your wife to name your kid Chow something, this this ain't it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Tim is probably more logical. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so. Um, but base basically, you yeah, you go into so then the actual platforming levels themselves are not good. Um, it's barely, it's barely like platforming. Cause like the, so the whole, the whole conceit of it is like, you're going into these levels, um, and you get different suit powers. Uh, but the, the suits themselves are limited use. So it's not like you pick one up and you, and you have it forever. It's just, you have that one on and you can, you can go back and collect more of them and like stock them up as like not lives, but you, you essentially can like lose a suit if you get a suit. But basically, like all of these suits, and like this is like this is like the most baffling thing to me about this game is like it, it's, it feels like one of those things where it's like it's like people had to have gone like and they they had to have think like you know obviously like it's it's like a like a big colorful platform where they're probably thinking like it's going to be like a more kids kids focused game of like kids who want to check this game out and like but it feels like one of those games that like like the things kids are somehow like fucking massive idiots. Even though they're they're like not, I like they're like it's a disrespect to like even like kids in the that, Skyward in that Sword approach. I see. Yes. I mean, that was a dumb <laughs> I, yeah, like there's yeah, like the, they're they're dumb kids that would eat that up. But I feel like the, the gameplay of it is just like there's so the, the thing it does uh, in a platforming game. Let me remind you a game where you're supposed to platform and jump around. Uh, some of some of these suits like powers literally take all of the face buttons and buttons on a controller to to like all the buttons to do the one thing the suit can do and sometimes those suits can't jump so you literally will get a suit where all the buttons will not let you jump you can never jump because it's like the suit's ability just like like, so for instance there's there's a there's actually like on my on my personal twitter i I shared a shared a clip of like how, how when i was playing through it there's a chame- a chameleon suit you get in one of the worlds. You're like it's like a, it's like a jungle, like you're in, like in a treetop, like going around this tree. Um, and the the the, con- the the concept of the chameleon suit is like there's these little like grapple points up up in the level. And so when you press a button, it, it zooms down and puts you in first person, and then you can aim the tongue. And you have to put the reticle exactly on like the hook points to get the tongue to shoot. That's all it can. That's all it does. Like you can't like it's, well, it's for realism. So yeah, yeah exactly. And so like you can only do that with the suit. Like that's like every face button just faces it and puts it into first person. You can't jump. You can you, you can't jump or move. You can just do that move, and then you can like move with the control stick to move the character around. So I I got into a scenario where I was going to like the the end the end goal of the stage. Like I was walking up a stairway uh, to go to it. But I, but I was I guess I was I walked in an angle and that I, I fell like literally like in, like it was like an ankle height drop off onto a platform that was like uh, connected underneath the actual like end goal. There's like a bunch of wooden planks that were like ankle high that I could not just walk over with the suit. Like I was just stuck there in place walking into it because because the suit that I had on couldn't jump and I can't. And once you're in a suit. 
you can't just like revert back to like normal character who can jump. I didn't have any of the suits because you can lose suits if you get attacked by an enemy or you like mess up a jump or fall off or anything. So I had to then start the entire level over because I couldn't jump in a platforming game. Uh, that was a sequence <laughs> in that game. Um, it's it's. I- it's baffling. Re-experience the magic all over again. You know that's I, I, and <laughs> hey, you're 100 percent white. Because let me get to the point where they ask you to insanely the amount of backtracking this game asks you to do is like insane. <laughs> so basic. So let me. So basically, like you know, they have like a like a a thing. A, a great comparison: Mario 3D World which is has the green stars and you have to collect a certain amount of stars to like, there'll be stop gaps where you're like, Hey, you, you have to you get to this point. If you don't have these green stars, you'll have to go back through those levels. But Hey, guess what? There's like 20 probably some levels you can go through before you even get to that point. Right. Every, every world in Balan Wonderworld is uh, a, an initial stage, a second stage, and then a boss fight. Uh, each of those stages have, limited uh golden balance statues which are the essentially the same as those stars that you could get in mario and like some of those some of those statues you can only get with uh specific uh suits that you can get so that means you have to uh if you don't know what suit it is you have to then go through other levels to get another suit from another another level and then bring that suit back to that level to get the thing so basically you can run into a scenario where you you uh, go through a level and see some stat, see a statue, and say, okay, I can't get it yet because I, I have to get this suit. So I have to go to another level, replay that level to get a suit back, then go back to replay that same level again just to get a single statue, and that that is like constant because you get to a point where it's like, hey, you've you've beaten, you've uh, have to get like twenty five golden balance statues between three worlds, mind you. Those three worlds are like only six levels. <laughs> that each only have like five to six golden balance statues each. And you have to replay a bunch of those levels over and over again to get the max statues to unlock just two more worlds, which is just another four levels. And then you have to collect another probably like 15 or 20 golden balance statues again to then get the next worlds. Cause there's 12 worlds in this game. So you like every, every time you like unlock like one or two worlds, you then have to do that whole sequence again of backtracking to find statues through older levels to unlock two more worlds, which are just going to be two levels and a bad boss fight. Also, the boss <laughs> fights. The boss fights are bad because they, they, they clearly tried to attempt to like make the bosses like, hey, you, you, there's a potential you can go into any of these boss fights with any of these suits, right? So like, hey, we have to kind of like give a lead way to like at least that. So they at least try to, but they like clearly failed because there are like literally sequences where like, you, you have the, the like designated suits in the fight that you can pick up. And like, those are like the suits are clearly supposed to win with a fight, but since you don't really need them, cause they're trying to uh, like hopefully have that sequence where like, Hey, if you don't have it, you can still do it. You can literally like in certain boss fight encounters, just kind of like jump up in the air and just kind of like, like smack your body into a boss. And that like damages it in a damage phase. And like every boss is just three hits. So it's just like, it does it. It does its weird, dumb attack. You just avoid it. And then it exposes its weak point. And then you can just kind of like smack your body into it by jumping at it and then do that three times. And then, and then you beat a boss 
And then for whatever reason, again, no, no through line story in this entire game. There's like, not, like there's no cutscenes. like, or well, there is cutscenes, but there's like no through line story telling you anything about these characters. Cause like each world has like this at the, when you get to the boss has like a weird CG cutscene that shows like, like the first world is like a farmer and he's like farming his land and trying to like get it ready. But then a storm hits and a storm destroys his whole cornfield. And then he gets really sad and becomes like a demon monster. And then you, and then you, that's like the, the initial cutscene before the boss fight. And then he becomes the evil monster boss of that world. You beat the boss. And then another cutscene plays where he's like, Oh, I'm not a monster anymore. And then he goes to his cornfield and there's one corn left. And he's like, Oh, I can do it. And then he remakes his cornfield and it's all happy. And like, that's it. Just no, like that's like they, they literally just show that like at the start of the boss fight and then at the end of the boss fight and like that's like the, the story of that world. And the that's, PS1 approach to, that's to every story oh, that's, that's all twelve worlds of that game <laughs> <laughs> has something like that where it's just like here's a character you never meet but like also see like weird creepy ghost versions of, of like them hanging out in the stages for no reason that they don't explain to you because they don't that scene doesn't play till you get to the boss so you go through two levels and you might just see that farmer dude like hanging out in the background just like hey what's up. But then if you walk too close to him, he like phases out of existence. <laughs> and you're just like, it's just like, who is this farmer man? What is happening? What does this mean? And that's like so much of that game. Okay, I've I've I have i have got this out of my system. I've ranted about <laughs> Battle and Waterworld. I tweeted that every conversation that we've had about Battle and Waterworld has been hilarious to me, and I stand by that. <laughs> I love this I'm game a, from a distance. <laughs> I'm a big uh, trophy person on the on the PlayStation side. I'm looking at this trophy list. I'm thinking. This drops down to like five <laughs> bucks. Do it. I mean, for five bucks. Oh, um, uh, well, for well, so estimated trophy difficulty three out of ten, but very luck dependent. Yes. Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Because because again, it's all dependent on if you have the right suits and the right stages, at the right time. Ridiculous. So you, so you're just like yeah. constantly backtracking to find suits again, and like you can easily lose a suit in like so many circumstances. So then it's like, well, if oh. what I, what you could do is if you're a fucking insane person, is like replay one level like five times and just grab a bunch of suits, and then like yeah. there is a way to like go to the checkpoints and get and like you like go to a checkpoint in a level and then it like brings up a little like dressing room and you can go in and then change your suits if you if you have extra ones of those suits but otherwise it's just like you can hold up to three suits at a time and when you pick up like a a fourth suit it takes one of those suits out of those three suit rotations you already have I mean, it sounds like a great extra life stream. That's that's all I'm saying. Ooh, yeah, it does sound like a good like to platinum. forty to fifty hours. Yep, <laughs> fuck that game. This is I a do great want to like. Shout out two of the trophy names. It's uh, where are they? Uh, Balance a happy chappy. Collect every gold balance statue. <laughs> Balance a really happy chappy. Collect every multicolor balance statue. Oh god, there's multicolored ones. Oh, more. No, there's more. <laughs> yeah, it's like the shiny Pokemon of the. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. I, this is see. a great game to like i'm gonna lock someone in a room for 24 hours and just watch them play this and watch them devolve <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what you do to like your most hated like yeah arch nemesis it's kind of like if you want somebody to never play a video game again you know how like everybody says the thing of like oh yeah i, I want to show somebody journey for the first time to, you know see how far games have come it's like yo check out this game bound wonder world yeah bound wonder world yeah, yeah. Like, check check it out. Out. yeah. <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited i'll never, 30 I'll never years talk to now. you again 
where we meet the kid that like only ever had Bell and Wonder World growing up, and he like loves it because yeah, it's all he knows. Just like oh, Bell and Wonder World, <laughs> ten years. Mom got him for Christmas. Yeah, so yeah. That's yeah. The, yeah. The one one last thing I'll say is I I really liked um Giant Bomb once again. Uh, they've they did like Jeff Gersman did a quick look of playing that game. It was like one of the most validating videos I ever watched on the internet because you like because you it's like one of those things where like not many people are talking about Wonder Battle and Wonder World as 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 it should be like that's the correct like no one should really be like giving this game any more air. So like I've not seen a lot of other people's reactions. So just seeing like an hour and a half video of Jeff playing it and seeing his reactions to like the fucking you get you get fucking again with those tins like there's they make tramp trampolines like in the hub world uh and like you you can't interact with them like they're apparently for the tims to use but i've never seen the tims actually go on the trampolines and like bounce around and do shit so he just like so there's like a like a like a solid like five minutes of like he gets that trampoline and he's just trying to like jump on it and he's just like and he's just keeps looking at the camera just like what what is what is happening with this like what is this for and it's like that's like the whole game and it's just oh god that that sorry that video was just so valid i love it dude <laughs> I love it. To see somebody else. But but also he talked about it in a good uh, another uh, like anecdote he said was like this is like one of those weird games that somebody would import from Japan and be like, nah guys, you you gotta understand there's nothing else like this. This is the greatest game of all time. Cause I because I import this from from Japan for ninety dollars. You don't understand the art of this game. And like he said that I was just like, Oh my god, he's fucking hundred percent right. <laughs> And that yeah, is trying to explain Kingdom Hearts to me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. This is art, man. You don't understand. But these Tims go into the, the the machine. The Tim jumps on the trampoline and then it has to go through 30 car yeah, wheels just to miss on. at the end. You understand. Well, now that <sighs> Yuji got this out of his system, maybe we get Sonic Adventure 3. He'll be a happy boy. Yeah. He'll just, yeah, he's alive. He's, yeah, he'll, he'll give up and just be like, all right, well, I'll give you, I'll give you what him you want. Him and Inafune will... Goddamn Chow Garden. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Go back to Sega. <laughs> him and Inafune will get together to make another game that is... Oh, no. Like, oh, no, guys. We still got it. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> oh, this will no. be it. Oh, God. I, I hope that day doesn't come. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, uh, but I think that's uh, going to do it now that I've gotten that once again out of my system. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> uh, that, that was our, that we, we took a trip to Nintendo land. That was a good, a fun episode of y'all. Also took a trip to Balan Wonderworld. Did not yeah. come back. Yeah. We, we all we, died there. Yeah, we, we're all, we're all in Balan's Wonderworld now. Slowly. God. Uh, <laughs> dying. <clears throat> or already dead. Probably. You know, uh, yeah. that box wide, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're all multicolored um, balance statues now. Yeah, real happy uh, chappies. Mm-hmm. I can't take this. <laughs> You're breaking me. I'm broken. You made it too real. You made it I'm too broken. real. Um, but yeah, well, uh, like I said, uh, just just to give people some teases of upcoming episodes, uh, our May episode. We'll be back in May in a few weeks, and we're going to talk Pokemon Snap. That'll be finally out. That's very exciting and actually a good video game to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll do, we'll get some bets together. We're going to do some uh, E3 direct bets predictions. Uh, so it'll be fun. And then we'll be back. Uh, we'll, we'll do like a June post show talking what we what what they showed at that uh, their direct. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, thanks so much, uh, Mike, for joining us. It was yeah, great having you on. Yeah, totally. Where where can people check out all your stuff? 
Man, a lot of places. You mm -hmm. can go, the easiest place is 61indie.com. We are a games media site and collective content creators focused on indie gaming. Um, trying to think what we have coming up. Well, next weekend or throughout this week, we're going to be covering the Ludo Naricon, which is a uh, celebration of narrative uh, indie games. So we're cool. in the process of uh, kind of getting ready for all that stuff. Uh, probably by the time this episode drops, we are interviewing or having a conversation with Kyle Seeley, uh, who is the creator of Emily's Away. So oh, I'm cool. excited about that. We just dropped an interview with Jed Shepard, who was the writer of the uh, probably the biggest horror film of 2020 host. Uh, he is writing and directing a horror FMV game, Ghosts, which is currently on Kickstarter. We just dropped an interview with him. Um, podcast services everywhere. You go check out the 6-1 IndieCast. That's like our main video game podcast. And we have uh, Dollar Slice podcast, which is our kind of like bullshitting around podcast. Um, and yeah. I'm at Mixed Joe on Twitter and all socials and 61indie at 61indie, twitch.tv slash 61indie, youtube.com slash 61indie, 61indie.com. I think that's that's, that's the shit. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And it's, it's, it's S-I-X-O-N-E, uh, 61. Yes, yes. The, the, Not spelled the down. numbers. Spelled yeah, out. Because, Got it. Because we're snobby artistic ones. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, nice. Um, yeah, that's that all sounds awesome. We're... As always, this is Rational Passions. We're also a video game website. Uh, we're on youtube.com slash Irrational Passions where you can watch this video version. Also, we're also on all podcast services. So uh, please leave a rate rating or, or review. We appreciate it. Let us know what you think of the show or check us out on YouTube and yeah, give us a thumbs up. You can check out all of our video content there. That's mostly, I'm mostly pimping it because that's mostly what I do. Viewpoints. Yeah video reviews the video version of this that's all uh my my loving uh production i guess you yes. call it whatever the fuck you want to call it production, uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> alex as always you know alex has been doing this for 85 years as well yeah i'm a billion years old <laughs> he's, he's, he's the ancient one irrational passions podcast is still still going um so you can check that out also on podcast services at Irrational Pod on Twitter, uh, twitch.tv slash Irrational Passions. Uh, when this goes up, yeah, we're, we're still um, streaming. We're, yeah, we're streaming mon Mondays and Wednesdays uh, right now. And we do, and we're also right now for the month of April, streaming in support of the Transgender Legal Defense Fund. Uh, it's a charity stream that just helps and supports uh, litigation for trans folks and non binary folks. Uh, so. You know, check out those. Check out all that stuff. It's all in our streams. We have links for all that if you're ever interested in any of that and donating or just, you know, getting more awareness on that stuff. Um, Without yeah. uh, Quinn yelling at me, maybe I'll be back for something like that. Who yeah. Knows? Yeah. yeah. Wink, wink. We have made some streams uh, soon with some with some guests and everything. So that'll, that'll be coming up pretty soon here. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, everybody, for joining us on this trip. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.